Welcome in, Benchwarmers, episode 58 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant. We have a jam-packed episode once again for you guys. The Pick'em is in full swing. NFL football is in week three. College football is in week four. We've already had a month of collegiate football, plus uh, tons of other sporting events. Always plenty of news to talk about, so we get you all of that. We have a lot of different announcements. Our segments are always fun, so great episode for you guys to listen to be sure to follow us at feotb pod follow us on your podcasting app that you like listening to as well leave a five-star rating and a review subscribe to our youtube channel the far end of the bench ring the notification bell so you always know what's going on there and uh we will be continuing to put out some new content for you and uh Nico, we we have a, a new sponsor. Oh god, this the sponsor is gonna make me lose money though. Oh no, fuck! My degeneracy is gonna get worse. <laughs> Well, it finally happened. Finally got it's finally, finally got something for you guys. Finally happened. We've been mentioning that we needed a sports betting sponsor or partner or something since we started this show and uh we have some big news. As a, as a degenerate gambler myself, I will be using our sponsor for the Far End of the Bench podcast until further notice every single day. Let's put it that way. Yes. And that partner, that sponsor is MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Uh, we had a meeting with them last week. We tweeted out that we had some big things in, in, in the works. You guys might have been taking that for granted. Who knows? But hey. We said we had a big announcement. This is a huge announcement. We're excited to be working with my bookie, and we're excited to be helping you guys become a degenerate gambler like Nico. Hey, I lose money every single day, basically. Hopefully, I mean, sometimes you hit big. I mean, you're going to have to listen on later down the show because we got some new segments for you. That'll be fun um, regarding my bookie. But shit, why the heck would you not download my bookie? Use it, make sure you it's in our link tree now. As you're listening to this right now, go to the link tree, click that link, go to my bookie, get your first. Um, use use the code Benchwarmer. Yep. And and get your get yourself uh go bet on some games. Like I said, Thursday night football coming up. All games Sunday are on there. There's a huge UFC card this weekend. They There's also everything have, you can get. They have entertainment betting. I saw oh, that today. Yes, they Grammy do. lines, yeah. Grammy lines and uh, some other award show. If you're into that sort of thing, I don't know why you're listening to our show, but if you're into that sort of thing. You and your significant other can maybe bet on some of the entertainment award shows coming on. But we're super excited to be partnering with MyBookie, and uh, now we can help you guys out just a little bit more. Let's get into the episode. Oh, we're in for it this week. It's, uh, I guess, half of Victory Monday. Is it half? It's, it's Victory Monday. I got the two gloves still on. Yeah. I got both gloves still on. Another week, another sweaty hand, Nico. But shoot, man, it's 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 as close to Victory Monday as we'll get, I guess. Did it take as long to wash the stink off your hands as it did when we played after the podcast last week? Honestly, it didn't even stink. Like, it wasn't even bad. Like, like didn't even break the seal. That's yeah, good. I guess it didn't even. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. This is episode 58. 
Uh, you guys just heard about our new sponsor, MyBookie. We're going to be talking about MyBookie quite a bit. Quite and, a bit. Every yeah. single game we talk about, like especially coming up this week, and we're talking about the Lions. It's all going to be from MyBookie. Like we said, well, we're have we're going to have our Beats League, but we got a new name for it. Obviously, you'll hear about that later, and then another segment regarding MyBookie too later on that you're going to enjoy too. So we're going to be abusing the hell out of it. Let's put it that way. We are super excited that they were willing to work with us. Um, it was kind of. We were both, I mean, I was nervous when we went into the meeting last week. I have not been in that kind of a situation. They've been up until, I mean, up to this point, they've been absolutely great working with them. And uh, for a company that's a lot bigger than what our podcast is, they actually get back to us in, in, in pretty good time. So I'm, I'm excited to be moving forward with that. Uh, but other, in other news, we had a a bunch of sports take place a over the weekend. I said ton of sports. Yeah, we're literally not, everything you could dream of was all this weekend. We uh, we'll we'll start. We started with NFL recap last week, so we're gonna start with NCAA football recap this week. And uh, I wanted to ask you. You sent out that uh, "thanks for coming out" tweet kind of yeah, prematurely, huh? Yeah, yeah, it it, it it almost backfired. Yes. Keyword is almost, almost because Florida is still the stepchild to Alabama. Ever since Tim Tebow left that school, they have not beaten Alabama. So it's I, – I almost jinxed it. I almost did. But I'll tell you one thing. Nick Saban was not very happy with that win. That is as bad of a win as you'll ever get for Alabama because that's a win where they're pissed off. And now whoever they have this week, I don't even know. That, I think they have the Sisters of the Poor this week. I think it's going to get starts, absolutely demolished. They might start their conference play, but there's some teams in the SEC that should not even be in the same – realm as Alabama I think the biggest thing about that game and kind of the I guess the reason that I saw it happening the way that it did and why I think Alabama almost gave it away Florida beat them up at the point of attack Florida ran for over 200 yards I wasn't expecting that out of the Gators um, but also they didn't have their starting quarterback Anthony Richardson is still not playing he was out this past weekend with a hamstring Bryce Young looked good Bryce Young has star potential. Yes. That kid has some Jalen Hurts type to a talk of type energy to him. Like the kid is obviously he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. The kid has swagger to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not to love about him except for the fact that he plays for Alabama. Like, like the dude has the it factor thus far. Like you said, you don't, when you look at Alabama quarterbacks, it's, or in general, Nick Saban has moved on from the AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy's. We yeah. see more of a dual threat type quarterback because Nick Saban has realized that that's how you win college football games. That's this the year. way. Yeah, that's the way that the ha- ha- game I mean, works. Obviously, now. Mac Jones last year is a little bit of an outlier, but that one once in generational type offense is going to be. A, Play like that, but guys like Jalen Hurst, Tua Tagovailoa, um, they had Blake Sims for a year too. Jacob Coker, like the, those Jake guys. Coker, yeah, yeah that's, that's talk about yeah. the ultimate game manager. <laughs> yeah. but, Alabama quarterback. Like they need guys that will come in, control the tempo, and not be afraid of the spotlight. And that's what Bryce Young has done thus far. They were able to hold on to the lead. They played a really, really bad second half. Probably one of the worst halves of football. Saving it's normally, had, yeah. It's normally sometimes the Iron Bowl. They have games like this. I really, I was expecting the same thing you were. I thought that they would come in and Florida wouldn't be ready for them. It, Good on Florida for yeah for it, showing up. It was very similar to SEC championship back in December. Was it December? Yep. Was it yeah? Back in December, they Alabama came out and rocked them and then then at the end of the game it took a charlie scott punt Mm -hmm. to basically end the game from florida getting a chance to even go down the field like that 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 was i don't know why it's the florida gives them a run at the end of the field at the end of the game maybe that's more kudos on florida than it is 
deflate on Alabama, but but shit, why not? I this is gonna kind of make waves in the entire SEC conference. These two teams normally don't play in the regular season. I honestly I missed that they were actually gonna be playing in the regular season this year, but it kind of opens the door for Georgia. As Georgia, I'd almost be a little bit more weary because when you're Georgia or, or you're Florida, you know you have that game scheduled in Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party or whatever they like to call it, um, at Camping World Stadium. So you know you have that game that's a possible loss anyways. And then you had to play Alabama. It's, it's rough. But honestly, I don't even know if it really opens the door too much for Georgia. I will say I think it closes the door completely on Cincinnati. Oh, 100%, especially when they made it as close. Did they end up pulling out they that did. one? But still. They did end up winning, but it wasn't a good game. Desmond Ritter, I endorsed him as my Dark Horse Heisman, yeah, uh, and bad, I have a new Dark Horse bad. Heisman coming up a little bit later in this episode. But That is better than dirt. Um, I think the thing with Cincinnati you got to think about is there's a uh, few head coaching jobs out there. That, that Cincinnati head coach, I can't think. What's his name? Uh, I'd have uh, oh give me a second. God, I'll that's going to piss me I'll off. I'll put it in my. But there's there's a USC coaching job that's going to be knocking on his door, guaranteed. I guarantee it that they're that that's one of the first calls they're going to make is to the Cincinnati head coach. Um, but when you look at what Cincinnati is doing, they're moving into I believe it's the Big Ten in in one or two years. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. That's right. I remember. Yeah, Fickle. There's a good chance Fickle is ends up getting an opportunity at the USC job. And why would you like, no, if that's Cincinnati, once they go to the big 10, that's a bottom seller like team and the big 10, because they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They've had good talent over the years, but their schedule is ass. And when you're going to have to face Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state now, Nebraska, or wow, I can't believe they just put Nebraska in the conversation, Wisconsin. <laughs> and, and those teams like that, it's Iowa, not going to yeah. be the playing, playing a, a freaking UTEP or, 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 or Memphis for that matter. Memphis. Yeah. No, they'll, I think at least it's all going to depend on how well fickle has built up the program. I think they're good and they're competing against out of conference teams, but we just saw what a big 10 schedule was going to do to them. Cause Indiana, Indiana had a magical season last year. I still love Tom Allen. I'm not saying anything that I don't think is warranted for the Hoosiers, but uh, Michael Penix is not 100% after that injury no, last year. No, and all. their defense is not near as good as it was a year ago defense either. Defense lost a lot of studs. A they lot did. of studs to the NFL draft. And and like this, Indiana has to go through a tough conference schedule. They, they beat up on some bad teams. And they gave Cincinnati a run for their money. But now this season for Indiana is just spoiler season. Mm-hmm. And they basically spoiled Cincinnati from getting a shot at the top four. Once Michael Penix is able to get – because it's not even physical. He can move fine. I don't think that he has to really worry. I mean, you always kind of have to worry about getting re-injured. But he's not necessarily – he doesn't have any less mobility. I think he's just a little bit more gun-shy. Three interceptions. Michael Penix Jr. didn't throw three interceptions in a game last year all season. So that was was where I kind of saw them falling down. Um, But, no, that Cincinnati situation, the Big Big 12 and the Pac-12 just have to be absolutely loving it. The SEC, too. But at this point, we're going to have an undefeated Big 12 or Pac-12 champion if the season ended today. If, if, it, if it all ended goes today. how it should, yeah. that means there's a very good chance that good old Oregon is going to get the Pac-12 finally in the Final Four for the first time, I believe, since Mariota. Since Washington. Uh, Washington did it back in 2017? Remember they played they played right. Alabama I, I in the Fiesta Bowl. I always about that yeah. game because they got throttled and wasn't even close. They're the only – 
other school in the Pac-12 to represent in the Final Four than other than Oregon. So, so yeah, I, I mean, Oregon has a good chance. Pac-12 is absolutely in shambles. Um, talk about UCLA. Uh, UCLA, <laughs> man, got their asses kicked. I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the UCLA game because part of it that goes into one of my ending of the show segments. But that, I mean, shout out to Fresno State. Oh man, but also UCLA. Everybody was just getting on your side. Everybody was just finally starting to buy into the hype, and and you go out there and lay an egg against the Mountain West opponent. The Chip Kelly era may be over quack, quicker than it started. Quacker, like, quacker, quacker, than it started. Yeah, quacker than it started. Um, but man, when you talk about like the Pac-12, especially, look at what Colorado. Colorado was a minus four and a half favorite. The final score, thirty to zero. They didn't put up a single touchdown. The highlight of the game for the Buffs was the quarterback tumbling over the stands on the sideline. They literally did absolutely nothing. The Pac-12, I was talking so much praise last week, or maybe two weeks ago. I was like, man, UCLA looks good. Oregon knocks off Ohio State. Pac-12 was back. Well, officially not back. A four-and-a-half-point favorite over Minnesota. That's just the bookies fucking with people. I mean, like, and, and they were basing that off of holding A&M to 12 points, which obviously means that game meant more that A&M sucked that much than CU being that good. Well, also, that A&M lost their quarterback in the beginning of that game, and that's a difficult when the, you have a guy that's not necessarily expecting to come in and CU's defense for all their faults. We talked about their linebacker last week, and I can't think of his name now. They're decent. They got some guys. I think you have a little bit of that Pac-12 or Pac-12 basketball in you that you still think it's the conference of champions. Hey, Bill Walton never lies, all right? But, man, look, the quarterback play is where it hurts them 100%. Like, mm. after losing – oh, I can't think of the Montez. guys. Montez. and also losing the, their – Basically, the guy that was going to be their starter um, transferred out. Like, CU has been scrambling for quarterbacks, and they obviously are – that's that's where they're hurting. Because the defense is good enough mm-hmm. to, to hold teams to a reasonable amount of points. But if your offense can't get in field goal range, you got a bigger problem. Yeah, it's never a good thing when you get shut out. And there was a few teams in college and in the pros that got shut out this weekend, but that was not a good look. The Pac-12 overall – uh, Arizona State got beat by BYU. That was also – BYU is uh, – for a school that the Pac-12 said I didn't want you in, they're coming in and just, schlock, just smacking everybody. Mm-hmm. It was ASU. They beat Utah. There was one other school that they beat too in the last three weeks. They beat three Pac-12 schools. I'm almost positive. They beat ASU last week. It was it was Utah, and I can't think of the last one. It might have been – Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Three, three weeks in a row was smacking Pac-12 schools, and this school didn't even get – like Pac-12 basically said, we don't want you. I don't know if that was Utah, like, like trying to keep their territory in the Pac-12, but like that's not a good look. Utah's another school in the Pac-12 that shouldn't get any say in what happens because they just got beat by San Diego State. Yeah. Now, give love to the Aztecs because they're a good team. They're undefeated on the season so far. They'll do something in the Mountain West. But Utah two years ago was a team with Oregon. We were like, whoever wins the Big Twelve or Pac-12 championship, if they're both one lost champion or one lost teams going in, whoever wins that is going to get the final, the fourth and final spot yeah, because okay. they'd be a one lost conference champion. And now, Utah since then is they're, Utah they've disappeared. Has off the face of the earth. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, speaking well, now let's move to the Big Twelve. Oklahoma 
that was a game that they should that shouldn't have even even been a contest. Oklahoma should have been able to go out there, put as many points up on Nebraska as they wanted to, and, and get bad. out of there. Yeah, they it, looked very bad. Spencer I, Rattler, his stock NFL stock is dropping yeah. like no other right now. Oklahoma should have came in, smacked Nebraska, an old school rivalry, and Nebraska. They, Nebraska had the chances. Let's mm-hmm. not get that wrong. They missed so many field goals, extra points. They turned the ball over stupid times. Oklahoma basically gave them the game and said, take it. And Nebraska said, no, we suck still, too, and said no. The Oklahoma, I'd be very surprised if they went out, if I'm being honest. I think someone's going to come in and, and, and shock the world, honestly. It won't even be that big of a shocker. Because yeah. get, even get to the Pac- or the Big 12 championship, like – I don't even I don't even know if if I'd be looking at them as the as as a favorite like like there's I mean they probably will be don't get me wrong but there's a good shot that I'm looking at an upset somewhere down the road for Oklahoma because they cannot keep playing like this. Everybody in the Big Twelve besides Kansas right now has a winning record and there's a good portion of those schools that are undefeated. That's the question I put on the outline. Is Oklahoma the best team in the Big Twelve? I really can't answer that question right now. I would now. say yes. Because I think not a whole lot better. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a team that's a ton better than they are, but how long can you re- rely on Lincoln Riley being able to outscheme every defensive coordinator in the conference? It's been going on for quite a while, but I don't think Spencer Rattler's near as special as a Kyler Murray, a Jalen Hurts, Baker a Baker Mayfield, like, obviously. Like, like all those quarterbacks you think about, it was more – I mean, except the exception of Kyler, Jalen Hurts was a little bit this way too, but they focused on the running game. They're mm-hmm. telling Rattler just go sling it. And, and the running game, getting the running game in Oklahoma, talk about the great running backs Oklahoma's had. Joe Mixon and McFadden, not McFadden, um, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Like, like the list goes on and on for Oklahoma. And they've been known to beat you in the mouth and pound you down the middle. And they're just lining up, and, and maybe that's Lincoln Riley trying to adapt a Rattler. But, like, at some point you have to establish a running game, especially against a Nebraska team that wasn't that good. You can't even get that going. That's where there's a big shake of the head. I think a lot of these coaches – I. I'm sure Lincoln Riley doesn't think this way, but it's not really what he's been showing as the coach of the Sooners. But you kind of have to, you, you got to build your team with the idea that you're going to go in and just beat the crap out of everybody. If that's your identity, you can do all the fancy shit, but you can always just go back and rely on, I'm going to line up, I'm going to run 34 ISO and nobody's going to be able to stop me. And this Oklahoma team does not have that this year. Their offensive line is not near as good as it has been in the past. And I really think they're, People, I know Spencer Rattler was the Heisman candidate, Heisman favorite coming into the season. Spencer Rattler is a total product of his environment. If his team is not the best team, he's not going to win you anything. Yeah, he didn't this, win anything in high school. This, he's probably not going to win anything in college. And the next level, I'd be very, very weird. At the next level, I see him 100, 100% honestly as I sit here right now. If Spencer Rattler were to declare for the NFL draft after the three weeks that he's put out there, at best, third-round pick. That's not going to happen because of his, because of the pure raw talent he's shown. That's never going to happen. But he he may be that type of talent in a few years. If you draft, I think if you draft him higher than that, the bust potential is just so great, and he hasn't really shown the ability to he, mentally overcome. He's, he's the type of quarterback where oh, I'm trying to think of teams. Matt, the the Falcons come come to mind because they're going to be absolute ass. Falcons come to mind as as a destination. Um. Oh, who else? The Lions, maybe. Honestly, you, the Jets. The Jets. You throw the Jets in there. <laughs> Sorry, Dom. Yeah, you throw the Jets in there because, like, 
he's a guy you can't start right away. Mm-hmm. There, there's quarterbacks. We'll talk about this a little bit later because I got a big beef about this. There's quarterbacks where you have to throw out there because you're you don't have other option. Spencer Riley, you cannot throw out there right away. You're hoping he turns he turns into a. I'm not going that he's going. I'm not saying he's going to be this, but Patrick Mahomes type, where he's so raw, you can't you don't play him at all the first year, mm-hmm. but you let him learn under someone and then hope he gets better. He kind of reminds me a little bit too. He's not the biggest guy. He reminds me a little bit of Drew Brees. Drew Brees was a second round pick and didn't really find his footing until he had a coach that was until able he got to take out of the the rigid San Diego. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I know. The the Chargers suck, man. As soon as anybody that I get on their bandwagon, I'm like the killer. Apparently, I'm just a silent killer. Um, but no, uh, other the last game that I really wanted to touch on before we start talking about the rankings in college football because there was quite a bit of movement. Uh, the Nittany Lions Auburn game. That whiteout game. What a that's that's not first whiteout in see. two years. That, that, those those people those happy valiers were hype. That's an atmosphere that I need. I, I want to see. Hey, but shout out Auburn for coming out knowing that you're going into Happy Valley against Penn State in a whiteout game, and you wear all white. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know you got beat. It would have been a lot better if you would have been able to win. But that I, I don't know. This one. Honestly, the reason this one went the way that it did, quarterback play. Yeah. Bo Nix was he Bo didn't, Nix turns didn't, the ball way too much. Yeah. The kid the kid, He didn't throw an interception tries, in this game though. That's true. But he he's not he's not a game manager. He tries to do too much. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's trying to be the hero. He's try he's trying to be the guy and the, and Auburn doesn't necessarily need him to be the guy. Mm-mm. That's not really ever been what they needed from him and now going up against a guy like Sean Clifford who I don't think anybody really has NFL expectations for him, but he's a lot better than he was last year, and he's doing the things. He's not doing the things that put Bo Nix in trouble. When you try and play hero ball, that's when you start throwing it to the other team and and everything like that. He was twenty eight of thirty two, two hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns. That's all Penn State really needed from him. It was a good game, but he was just able. When you don't put your team in a bad situation, when you don't fumble the ball, you don't turn the ball over. I'm pretty sure Penn State's defense had forced a few fumbles. Um, they, there was no interceptions, but I'm pretty sure they forced a few fumbles. But Penn State, like both these teams, I was watching the game and I was like, both these teams are going to give me some worries when they play a bigger school, or not the bigger schools, but obviously the top or, top end schools. When when Penn State plays Ohio State, that's good. I mean, I, I may lead towards Penn State here a little bit. When Auburn plays faces Alabama, I'm still going to bet with Alabama. But shoot, I think Auburn can give them a run for their money at the end of the year. Like oh, they're yeah. a team that won't go away. You see the talent they have; they just don't know how to put it together. Yeah, they get out coached or their guys get out executed at, at certain points. If Alabama, if there's any way that if Auburn beats Alabama, it'll end Alabama season, we all know Auburn is going to go balls out because that's what Bo Nix did. Bo Nix has a win over Alabama. And it was in a year where I think Auburn, I think it was the year Auburn might have lost to UCF or maybe it was the year after, but they didn't have any postseason aspirations. They were going to play in their bowl game and be done. It was basically to rid Alabama of a top four spot, which they still they ended did. up getting. No, no, that was the year that they Alabama ended five that's and they right. weren't in the playoffs. That's right, that's right. But that was the last time that we saw that. Um, it's it's a interesting situation. I'm, I'm with you. I think that you, everything we said about Oklahoma, you can say the exact same things about Ohio State. Ohio State has won and they're beating teams that they should. They don't look no. as dominant as they have been. Justin, there's a total difference. I know that their quarterback, uh, Stroud, 
is good. CJ Stroud. CJ yeah. Stroud. Talent, but he he is another person where they're acting way too much. Like he needs to win you the football game. He doesn't have to do that. They had to do that with Justin Fields. Justin Fields won Ohio State a lot of football games last year because he was the best player on the team. He was the best player on the team. CJ Stroud is not that. Mm-hmm. You have some outstanding receivers out there at Ohio State. You have a great running game. You just got to make him a dump and dish guy, get him his confidence, and next year he can be the Justin Fields type player. Yeah, I, big shout out. To, uh, speaking of Ohio State, that running game that we talked about—that is the reason why they were able to beat the crap out of Tulsa the way they did. Trayvon Henderson, true freshman, first game in the horseshoe. I'm pretty sure. I think they were on the road for the first two weeks of the season. 24 carries, 277 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you'll, you'll take that. He's toting—he's <laughs> toting the rock. I mean, yeah. he looks. Shout out Eddie George too. He looks like a young Eddie George back in the in the scarlet and, and gray. But uh, those were the kind of the main games that I wanted to touch on. That Clemson game, I'm not going to put too much into it because of the hour and a half rain delay. You can't come out for the second half and then get told, go sit in the locker room for an hour and a half and come back out and everybody's just going to play normally. Yeah, no, I'm not so, too worried about that. that they made it interesting. The cover mm-hmm. was nice, but that's, that's all you can take from that game. Yeah, the weather talk about the weather almost because if they lose that game their postseason chances are done oh, unless all hell breaks loose and everybody else loses two games all, all i'm saying right now is with everything that's happened the sec is loving this yes 100 sec is loving this because there's a very good chance better than ever that they get to it yeah. unless uh, unless iowa or penn state go undefeated but i don't know if that's possible I could see one of them doing that, but that would mean not. Yes, Ohio State hasn't been as good, but that would mean knocking them off. It would also a one-loss conference champion. We have this debate every year. By the time Selection Sunday comes around, a one-loss conference champion should get in over a one-loss SEC team that didn't make the championship game. One hundred percent. If they didn't make the championship game, that they should not be if even they, in consideration. The only conversation there is is a one-loss SEC team that was in yes, the championship. Yes, like game. the Alabama that loses uh, to Georgia in the SEC championship game. That's where we're okay with it. Other than that. Not greatly okay with it. Sometimes, <laughs> some years, I'm you know. I'm still in favor that we need eight teams as fast as possible. Mm. So I'm not totally in favor because I don't want to see the same fucking four teams every year. But – I guess I'll live with it. With what we have for now, it's pretty much all we can all we can hope for. Uh, speaking of the top four, we'll go through the top ten of the rankings here and then the first three that are out. But Alabama's still solid at number one. Georgia moves up to number two. Oregon moved up to number three. And Oklahoma actually moved down one spot to number four in a win. Uh, and by the way, we didn't mention it in that Oklahoma game. We're not going to – I told Nico we couldn't use – we were going to have to race to see who was going to use the Daniel Graham – interception oh that was dj graham yeah. interception we, we, but we decided just to make that the, the play of the week so we brought secondary ones yeah that was that probably was, the best i think that's the best catch i've seen since the odell beckham touchdown 100 and the worst part about it is that, you know it was fourth down it was the wrong play lost. oh it was the total wrong total play, wrong play. <laughs> lincoln riley said that in his post-game press conference he's like that's a hell of a catch it's the best catch i've ever seen i was actually going to challenge it and say that he didn't, he didn't make it, it but yeah. he because did in the long run it hurt them because they punted from their own five yard line after that catch yeah like that's it was a fantastic play. don't get me wrong it really didn't matter because if you can do that do that. Yeah. And it's that's the old situation. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Because if he doesn't do that, I mean, he could still jump up in that same way. Don't catch. Just swat. But if, also, if you swat it, maybe there's another receiver somewhere. Maybe it was the right play. 
But we'll we'll see. About it was that. in the right play because to hype the team up. Like yeah. like like and when, Trey Young. Trey Young yeah, was Trey out Young there was on the direct, sidelines. Like right there too. Mm-hmm. Like right there right, right as it happened. So maybe it was the luck of Trey Young that gave him a little bit of juice. He's, if he was smart, he would have got up, went over to Trey Young That's while he was filming the I, IG video and just did his little bow like, yeah. that he did at, at MSG. Um, but those are the top four. So we have two SEC teams, a Pac-12 and a Big 12. And then the Big 10 comes in next at uh, I- Iowa's coming in at number five. Uh, that's interesting to me. Not Honestly, not that big of a surprise because the way they dominated teams. Yeah. Iowa's defense. I'm, Their defense is what put th- them in the top That is the best defense in college football. Mm-hmm. I said it last week. That is the best defense in college football. And Talk about a team who's lost some pretty good pieces along over the last few years. They, AJ Espinosa yeah. was their big pass rusher. He's in the NFL now. So they, it's not like they're fifth, fourth and fifth year guys that are out there playing for the Hawkeyes. Their defense is stout. So, I mean, I would love to see Iowa in the top four. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see them get a crack at it. Obviously, they're going to need something to happen. I think the last time they were close, they went to the Big Ten, Big Ten championship, championship and, and lost, lost to Michigan, Michigan State. State yep. yep, That was the one year that Michigan State made their – Appearance in the in the college football playoff to get Pegger slap. Yeah. yeah, they get Pegger slap by Nick Saban because Nick Saban doesn't lose to his old no. coaches. If you're on Nick Saban's coaching staff, just know if you play Nick Saban, players. you're not gonna win. If you if you're an assistant coach and you were on Nick Saban, do yourself a favor. Just don't go to the SEC. Yeah, go 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 somewhere out west. Go to, big, go to the Big 12. Go be the offensive coordinator at Texas because that job's not going anywhere, right? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big 10, also a number six. Penn State, the sixth-ranked team. They moved up from 10 to six. And then A&M stayed at seven. Cincinnati stayed at eight. Clemson is at nine, and Ohio State rounds out the top 10. Clemson and Ohio State, the only two teams so far not undefeated that are ranked in the top 10. Which which isn't a very big surprise. I think, honestly, you could argue that they should be above A&M and above Cincinnati. Both those teams, honestly, you could argue about. But You can maybe argue that Notre Dame, since they are undefeated, could be in the top 10. I know that's weird me saying that. I know, very it's weird. weird me saying that, that, but I'm just putting it out there. Uh, the, three, the first three teams that are out, Florida dropped to 11 after their loss Which to Alabama. Which isn't that big of a fall, too. No, and they'll have plenty of chances. Most of these teams that are ahead of them, Texas A&M is in the same side of the conference as Alabama. So they're going to have a tough tough matchup. Clemson, like we said, Clemson loses another game. Dabo is going to be wondering they, what it's like not playing in the, in the college football playoff. The ACC, I can't remember the last time they weren't even in the top 10. And and Clemson is this close to not doing that. Like yeah. They are this close to, to making things interesting and not being in the top 10. Uh, Notre Dame at number 12, and then Ole Miss, number 13. They're undefeated. And they got a very, very good quarterback. They do, but they play Alabama in like three weeks. Don't yeah, they? That's, that's where you run into the problem. Swag Kelly beat Alabama twice. Yeah, Once in Tuscaloosa, yeah. once in Mississippi. I thought Swag Kelly was going to be all that for the Broncos too at one point. You so. can't get high dressed as Woody and break into people's houses. That's just not something you can do. No, no, no. If, you, if you're not a Bronco fan, if you don't, you don't aren't aware yeah. of that story, just look it up. yeah, it's a good one. It's, it'll give you a nice laugh when you're uh, trying to get through work. But no, I think college football, here's something. It was going to be the center of attention before we, we switch it to the MyBookie. Do you think that it's all we're seeing kind of all this craziness, all of the different types of games because the fans did make that much of a difference? I mean, last year, I mean, 
I think it almost feels like last year it was easier to pick games or pick winners. Yeah, because you just pick the home team. Because you well that or you just pick the better or, team. Yeah, you pick the better team this year. Sorry, I take that back. This year you pick the home team. Yeah. There's there, there's that much more of an edge. Mm-hmm. Years past or sorry, last year, you like like Alabama went into Texas A and M and smacked them. Yeah. I think I, like there were some games last year where. The better team just absolutely rocked them. Like Penn State was a was a middle of the road team, and this year when they have fans back, you see what that factor is. Because no offense, Penn State doesn't have the greatest talent in the Big Ten. No, there's no there's no Trace McSorley or Saquon Barkley. So like it's not it's not like they're the top of the end, but when they have the home field advantage, that makes them a very deadly team. Yeah, um, but I do. That was one thing that I was mentioning or noticing mainly because I was pissed off. I was losing in the NFL pick them. And I was like, I got to find a reason. It's not because I don't understand what I'm talking about. Um, I think it, the, the crowd does play a factor. And a lot of the – this is the year that I can remember the most weather delays. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago in the RMAC, Colorado Mines was delayed a couple uh, – for an hour and a half. And then another hour and a half. Plus, you know, Tulane had to move their first home game, quote unquote, to Oklahoma. Yeah, so maybe, there's maybe uh, maybe it's just a just a weird year with the weather. I don't know if I play that into a factor with it coming back, but it is definitely interesting. You, you know, as a degenerate gambler, you will look for any excuse as to why you're. They would have just made that kick. It's like that's you that's where I Buffalo come back. Would winner to make a field goal. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I come back to the iconic line from The Sopranos, and it's by from the guy who's from Italy, so he's got the thick Italian accent. No bitch to me. Bet with your head, no over it. Don't bet over your head. That's all I can say, especially when fans are back in a normal situation like we're in right now. Um, speaking of the NFL, I guess we should talk about that. Yes, we should talk about it. Because it was a fantastic week for Nico's betting app, considering my bookie, because I bet on my bookie now, and and my pick because I fucking rolled. I had a great week. Yeah, well, we're not going to start with your team because I don't need you to be super excited right off the bat. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the AFC East. We had two – we basically know who the two teams now moving forward through the season are going to be competing for this division. It's New England. It's Buffalo. I thought Miami, but Tua is uh, a little bit of a priss. No, no. He got his ass wrecked. I, I, looked, I looked up his injury. No broken ribs, no bruising. It was. It literally came down to toughness. He's like, it, it comes. The trainer said in the article I was reading, I, it was SB Nation. All I did was search Tua Tagovailoa injury. If if you want to find the article I was reading, it, the trainer came out and said it's a pain tolerance thing. If he was able to push through, he could physically play. When you when you have as bad of an offensive line as the Dolphins have, I'm sorry, I would not want to be put back there. You got to remember that too. That little factor. It's that it's little, it's, yeah. it's it's his second year in the, in the league. He he's been rocked more times than I can, probably since the more, most since Andrew Luck was first on the Colts. Like like he has their offensive line is absolute garbage and he is getting he's literally having to throw the ball in 2 seconds because they have given him no time. Like the Dolphins like first of all you you slept on the Bills. The the, the Bills Bills had Bills the Bills had a tough week 1, but they came in and showed that they have a running game. I, I was shitting on them that they had no running game. Singletary, I picked up Singletary off the waiver wire, and he dropped 18 for me. And then Zach Moss, two touchdowns himself. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen didn't have to do shit. No, he really didn't. And their defense was... That's scary. Yeah. If their running game could be that good, that is a problem. I, I still... I, I 
bet against or I picked against the Bills because of the way week one happened and, and everything like that. I'm still standing by. I said you should pick them to win the AFC. I think that there's still a team yeah, that can... Division, well, AFC East at the minimum. No, I, I said, I said AFC, the yeah. AFC as a whole. That was one of my hot takes. I think the Bills are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I was more... I picked the Dolphins more because I was impressed with what they did in week one. And... You see, when I try to be nice, you tell me I'm so mean to certain teams. I try to be nice, and I pick them, and not only do they go out and lose, but they didn't even score a point. I mean, look, I, I love watching the Pat McAfee show, and he has this thing uh, every Monday, overreaction Monday. There, Everyone had so many overreactions off the first week. You got to pump the brake. We have 17 weeks, or 18 weeks, excuse me, 17 football games this year for each team. Like, people, like for instance... The Raiders, which we'll get to here in a moment, they fucking are fantastic at the beginning of the year. They always start great. Their last three seasons, they're one in five the last six games of the year. Like, like teams have what they call the Andy Reid streak. Because Andy Reid, for the longest time, couldn't win football games at the end of the year. He was great at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the season, he couldn't do anything. And now he kind of broke that stigma with the Chiefs. But still, like, there's so many things that you just got to pump the brakes on. And the Bills were definitely one of those. Are we ready to pump the brakes on Zach Wilson? Or is are we just gonna gonna come out and say that he is not not great? Okay. Not nope. not great in a not great situation. I will say for the fact of the matter is the kid has been thrown into a media that he doesn't know what is what is coming to him. But I had I I thought about this and I was like, you look, the Jets had two first round picks. You had the number two overall pick. Look what Sam Darnold has done in Carolina. All he needed, and Ryan Tannehill for that matter, all they needed was a different coach. Offensive coordinator, yeah. Our offensive coordinator. Someone in the, someone different in their ear other than the dreadful case. That's all he needed. And he is freaking balling for Carolina. Joe, imagine, yeah. imagine, hypothetical, the Jets trade down to the fourth pick because the Falcons want Trey Lance. Mm. You can get Kyle Pitts at four. Have Darnold there. You get you trade back. Maybe you get another first round pick in the future or another second round pick. You keep Elijah Moore in the, in the second round. You get a guard. That's a team that you can be like, you know what? They'll suck next year. But this is the most talent that Sam Darnold's ever had. Zach Wilson, straight up, doesn't have talent around him. I told you this. I know but, he doesn't. And, and you 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 made the case. Well, he's getting rushed all the time. In week, His in week one, ass. In week one, in I week said one. that he was making bad decisions because he was under duress. I I watched the video you sent me today, and, and I I am sticking up for the yeah. offensive lineman. His offensive lineman. His offensive gave him well. a pocket and a half, mm-hmm. and he threw balls that that were 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 just stupid. Talk and, about trying to be the hero. And look, the New York media, don't get me wrong, New York media is going to slander that guy, that poor guy, the poor kid. I don't know if he's ready for it. Honestly, talk about quarterbacks that weren't ready for it. Sanchez wasn't ready for it. Fucking uh, Darnold wasn't ready for it. Geno Smith wasn't ready for it. Here we go. Zach Wilson is the next one. And it's a revolving door. You're like, you know, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. At some point, get yourself some talent. Fuck. Like, like, like legit. I think, look, the Broncos have been shit for five years. Mm-hmm. But you know what they've done? They've had draft classes where they've built talent around them outside of one position. And that was a quarterback position. And they finally got it. And look what happened. Yeah. People have been so worried. Look, quarterback position is the most important position in football. But you have to have a team around them or else you're not going to have success. That's, none. You're going to have none. It's true. But also, I want to make sure that we understand how good of an offensive coordinator Joe Brady is in Carolina. 
I think that Darnold is we we definitely over we sold him down the river way too soon. And being underneath Adam Gase, unless your name is Peyton Manning, is a death sentence for your career. It is a death sentence, yes. Um, but Joe Brady, he's the architect of the greatest offense in college football history. I mean, like another reason why the fuck did the Jets not go after that? I know. Look, look. I thought he. I was. I'm still shocked that he's just a coordinator in Carolina. Like, like with what look, he did with Bridgewater last year. Yeah. Well, no, not even Bridgewater didn't really have that good of a year. But Bridgewater without Chris McCaffrey. Right? That's what. I, that's yeah. what I mean. Without any talent, was well, they pretty, lose was their? Good. They lose. CMC went down week one or two, right? Yeah, week one or two. Yeah. And it's so just absolute he, shit. He, he was still. They were still competitive. I mean, they didn't win a ton of games, but they were pushing teams. But but what what, what pisses me off? Like like look, Darnold, he's he's thriving there but for fuck's sake i saw jets fans going after sala saying like we brought in a defensive head coach and our defense still sucks yeah your defense sucks because you're there's playing no with a talent. jv fucking high school there's no talent there's literally no talent like i i look, i hope sala gets fired in two years goes and finds another job that that will get him out of new york media because that guy is going to be a great head coach but definitely not in new york because look the Giants, the only reason why the Giants are relevant is because of Eli Manning. Let's be honest here. The only reason why the, the any, any New York team has been like relevant in the last 20 years was Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. The Jets and the Giants have sucked for most of our lives. And the Bills. And the Bills outside of when Eli Manning was at the helm. Like, like the, look, the New York media, you got to – I don't want to say as you got to change your ways, but holy shit, you either got to relax or you got to get a new GM and figure things out because you're going to lose your patience on a great head coach. I told you this. The best talent the Jets have is their head coach. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I'm serious. Salah has so much potential, so much potential, but that's the best talent they have. They it's... have no one to throw to. Their running game is fucking headed by Tevin Coleman, Coleman, who is still in the league for some reason. And their defense. Hey, he's ha- a solid pickup in a franchise in Madden, just so you and, know. And their defense has one guy on it, and it's the Alabama defensive tackle. Which, if that's your, Williams. if that's all your defense, <laughs> you got a lot. You got a lot of things coming. The best, the most relevant thing Quentin Williams has done in the NFL. Was blessing, by the, himself. blessing, blessing himself. Yeah, that was it's one of my favorite. Dom, I'm sorry. I just don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not trying to be mean, but this team is by the, the worst way, organization in sports. We're gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. When you guys hear the stipulation of Nico and Dom's bet because the Broncos do play the Jets in yeah, this upcoming a very week, good chance that you'll you'll be saying something very, very his, disgusting. The stipulation for Dom that was what he suggested. Yeah, we did not coerce him into putting that on the line. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll let him yeah. tell you guys what it is. We'll say it was Dom suggested. Let's be honest, his girlfriend probably told him that he wanted to. That he needed to do that yeah you're you're not wrong you're actually 110 percent not wrong if the people listen to the dago express podcast when we made because i was i was giving him shit i was trying to go to him i was like what are you what are you and nico gonna bet like you're gonna make him are you gonna buy him a jersey he's like you know what i have this idea savannah's been asking me about it for a while and i was like no no just no just stop all right i can't believe he was that confident in this shit team <laughs> i don't think he was i just think that I don't honestly. We'll have this to ask him so that bad. what he was thinking this team because. Is so bad. Uh, moving on now, the Broncos they did win domination first of yeah. all from 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 first. Against the snap, team they should have dominated exactly. Yeah. And for years, for five years, that didn't happen. No, I remember. <laughs> so, I was in the hospital watching the Jaguars beat the Broncos the last time I remember like, them playing. Like, like shit, this fucking team. Oh my god, Teddy Two Gloves, man, fire me up with this guy because this look. I said it. This defense is top tier. 
Sertan, oh my God, one of the best plays, interceptions I've seen a rookie make in I don't know how long. Mm. Like, what a play from him on the outside. And y'all must have forgot how good Corlett Sutton is. Y'all must have forgot He's because okay. I didn't forget because the guy had Joe Flacco, um, um, Brett Rippon, Case Keenum throw to him, and he was a pro bowler. Mm. He has a quarterback that trusts him. This is – look, Jerry Judy, that is a huge loss. But if you, for some reason, need a wide receiver, trade the house for Cortland Sutton in your fantasy football league because that man is going to be the number one target. No mm-hmm. fan. We all thought it was going to be fan because the dumb and, dumb and die, but Cortland Sutton is that dude. And everyone fan that said – had a pretty damn good game yesterday and, too. And with everyone that said Teddy Bridgewater can't throw the long ball, it turns out he can. <laughs> it turns out he can. <laughs> and – and I may be overacting because we played two shit teams, but for fuck's sake, we are number one in the division. We are. And and by week two, we haven't been number one in the division since 2016. So, And it's an overreaction, because but you look at the schedule. If the Broncos can take care of business of terrible teams like this, they're going to be a playoff team. I put here in my notes, I think that he's creeping up the ladder of quarterback since Peyton. I don't think he's passed Simeon yet because Simeon yeah, well, so is. far has had the most successful season of any Broncos quarterback since then. No, I, I, will, I will interrupt you there because the, the most passing yards in two weeks since yeah. Peyton has, was Teddy Bridgewater the last two weeks. I'm saying by the end of the season, we'll see. how. I think Teddy's going to finish higher than 9-7 and seven because there's more games in the, in the schedule and everything like that. He's getting there. It'll depend on if the team is going to be able to continue doing what they're doing. And, and look, this team has an identity, obviously. That's what we've been waiting on for years. Because last few years, we were like, well, our running game is really good, but we, do we want Drew Locke to air it out? Do we want uh, – I, I, I just don't want to talk about the carousel quarterbacks anymore. But do we want to talk about – Brock who, Osweiler, Insert Joe name Flacco. here, airing it out. Like, now we finally have a situation where – you remember when they Melvin signed Mark Gordon. Sanchez for two days? For yeah, like two weeks? Yeah, I remember when Andy Dalton came in and beat the Bengals. I do remember that. We'll talk oh, about that wow. in a minute. But, hey, look. This, Andy Dalton didn't beat us. Either way, they lost. And, look, this Broncos team has the talent, like I said, to be around him. It's if Teddy Bridgewater can be consistent throughout the season. That's the only if. Because you know what you're going to get from Von Miller. Von Miller is an all-pro bet. All pro edge rusher again, ladies and gentlemen. You you look the biggest the biggest downfall now is Josie Jewell being hurt and out for the season with a torn pack. And your and special a, teams coach needs to get his oh ass. Oh my fired. god, that I, I still don't know how he's a special teams coach. Tom McMahon needs to be fired. Their injury management this that week is, was horrendous. Oh man. You don't put your starting middle linebacker on kickoff. You don't give up a hundred and two yard kick return when nobody returns the ball anyways. Like like you it was oh, it was so dumb. Nobody returns. The special teams is just so bad. You have a good kicker too. That's what's so disappointing. Yeah. And that's what's gonna. There's a good shot that the special teams loses us a game this year. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's a good chance that happens. Hopefully, it's against a better team and not a shit team. Um, but like I said, we didn't. Even, we're not even seeing the team at its full form. They're not at the full form. Yeah. Bradley Chubb played one series. Von Miller is back to healthy. Terry, I mean, look, there's Jerry Judy's been hurt, got hurt week one. Like, there's things that we're, we 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 haven't seen yet. From Bradley Chubb is going to be hurt, and I think they should probably sit him for a few weeks because he rest wasn't. Him. Fuck yeah, it, rest he him. He wasn't able. He wasn't good to play. No, he 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 was he tr- he tried to go out there, which probably he was just trying to go off adrenaline, but he is not needed to be out there. So, this Broncos team, like I said, you you you. I said this before the season started. If they don't go three and zero, then it's a it's a terrible start to the season. I don't care if two and one is a terrible start. 
three and zero like they should, and to go into that Baltimore game in Week Four, then you feel good about yourself. You're like, you know what? We have Baltimore, we have Cleveland, we have Pittsburgh the next three weeks. If we go three and two, three and three, we still have a good shot because the rest of our schedule is still packed. You gotta take the, you gotta stack the wins when you can. You gotta you ride the heat hot streak. You never walk away from the table when you're on a heater and they're on a heater right now. And that's what wild card teams do. Cause look, there's we're I mean, unless something wild happens and the Chiefs fall off, there's a good chance we don't we don't win the division. Mm. Like like unless unless things go right the rest of the season, then there's probably not gonna win the division. But if you're gonna be a wild card team, you have to take care of business of the teams you should. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get in the Walker team because because teams that like the Dolphins last year who who almost got into the playoffs like they didn't take care of business against the bad teams when they got to when they got to the Patriots last year like they 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 lost to teams that they shouldn't have and that's why they weren't in there mm-hmm. teams that make the wild card take care of the teams that they that they should and then when you get get against the good teams you give them games so that it prepares you to rematch them when especially when it's a division opponent. Yeah, that's I mean, look at the Titans from two years ago making it to the AFC championship. They were a wild card team. They got hot at the right times. And you don't have to win every single regular season game. You should compete to win every you, single you regular need, season you, game. You need to win don't, most, but don't don't pull a Doug Peterson and just throw the game. We don't need to shave points here, but you should you don't have to win every game in the NFL. You should, but you don't have to. It's there's, not like college where if you go three losses, it's a blown season. There, there are stretches to the season. It's an 18-week season now. So you got to think. You got to take it six weeks at a time, and you have three court, three three thirds. Wow, three thirds of a of a, of a regular season. Six, mm-hmm. 12, 18. Yep, my mouth is cracked on that. So, and you just got to take it six games at a time, almost one game at a time. Be like, you know what? Just be the team in front of you. And I'll tell you one thing: Mile High is gonna be rocking Sunday. Oh yeah. Like like this is the first time 2-0 like Mile High is going to be absolutely nuts. And that's like there's there's a different aura around being in Denver and the Broncos being good. Don't get me wrong, Nuggets and Avalanche being good does great things for the city. But when the Broncos are are decent, like it's it's elevates it almost to another level. That's a, every city that has a major team that's combined with that city like when the Cardinals in St. Louis win are in the World Series and playoffs. Their businesses down there around the stadium do better. The even takeout. I know that they're. I can't remember what college team. I was watching a thirty for thirty, and they're like, you know, when you guys win, we have takeout orders until two in the morning, and when you guys lose, we stop business at eleven. Yeah, like it's it's, like, it's legit. Like it, it's 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 it works. Does so many more things than put points on a board. Yeah, uh, I want to talk a little bit. I think. Jacksonville surprised me a little bit. I didn't think that they were going to – I I was about – I sent out the tweet right as Patrick – or I was about to send out the tweet, tweet right as Patrick Sertan got that um, pick. But I was about to send out, well, let's check in on how week two the NFL Sunday is going for Jimmy and Nico because by that time yeah. the Bengals were getting their shit pushed in. And you – I We, I was we like, were we, – it was 10-7. to 7. Yeah. Like, it, it was a close game when that happened. They, they're very talented. I think if they can get a real head coach – a real head coach, some offensive line. They have right now their offensive weapons: Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, Lavisca Chenault, James Robinson. And don't forget Etienne coming back next yeah. year. Like Etienne they have will... talent. Yeah. This is look. The Jaguars completely different story than the Jets. They got they they've said you know what we we can put talent out there. But now, now what they need to do is is focus on their offensive line and get the defense in check too, because oh, they don't have they don't have another one corner. They don't. No. And and they, they need a guy like they had with Chan Ramsey. You need a number one corner and you need an edge rusher. And then you can start competing in that division. 
that was the season that they fell off. It was the year after they went to the AFC Championship and lost to the the Patriots. But I've, ever since then, they sold off all their best defensive assets. They Every tra- they single traded asset. Calais Campbell. They traded Jalen Ramsey. They AJ let AJ Bouye go. Uh, uh, AJ Bouye, by the way, that year he was with Jacksonville was a second team All Pro. Yep, AJ Bouye. So I know Broncos fans. He didn't do as well when he for was us, playing. But them, yeah, he was that good them. in Jacksonville. He was that good that year. Um, now I. I don't want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Uh, it's not a good good week for me. No, no, it wasn't. I was pissed off for most the of the score, The score looked way better than the game was. Let's the put fact it that, that they were still in the position to win that game with everything that happened and the guy that they have on their sidelines, you know, I can almost take that as a mercy, mercy win or like a mercy dub, but no. Everybody sucked this week. Everybody. from I knew from the moment it was the first kickoff that the Bears did to the Bengals and Brandon Wilson, who he had the 103-yard kick, kick return last year that I picked for one of my plays of the week. He dropped it on the goal line and then waited two seconds to pick it up and then decided to run backwards first to try and find some sort of a fucking angle yeah, this- against NFL athletes. <laughs> From that moment on, I was like, I shouldn't even watch. <laughs> this, I'm going to turn the Broncos game on. <laughs> look, th- this game, look, I, I hope – because you, I hope you didn't watch – I hope people didn't watch this game unless you were a Bears or Bengals fan because this was probably the poorly – the poorest, piss-poorest coaching game uh, you'll see all year. Two of the worst head coaches in the league, Barnett. Nagy, fuck's sake, it took Andy Dalton getting hurt mm. to throw Justin Fields in, who How, fucking balled out. What's the over-under on Andy Dalton starting this week? Because it was initially... Honestly, it's pretty good odds. I was going to say, it was initially thought of to be a torn ACL, and they said, no, it's just a bruise. For fuck's sake, Nagy said, they, they asked him, he was like, well, who's going to be starting quarterback? He, he's like, well, I don't answer, I don't answer uh, scheme questions. Or something. Like that. I don't You're answer. I don't fucking moron, ask. Dude. And 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 the and the uh, uh, reporter was like, "That's not a scheme question. That's He's a like, personnel yes, question. That's a personnel question." Yeah. And and for fuck's sake, I <laughs> the Bears need look. The Bears have talent. I said that the Bears have talent. There's no doubt about that. Allen Robinson is great receivers. Fucking, you still have Cleo Mack on the other side. Like this team is very very good. They just. They, it's it's the curse of Cody Parkey. That's the best way to put it. It's the curse of Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey double doinked that shit, and it it's the fucking Wrigley cat all over again. Like like legit. Like it, it's 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 deja vu. Are we in curse status already? We're in curse status right now for the Bears. Honestly, because if Justin Fields doesn't even play by week. Next, or not, I'm not gonna say as far as this week, but next week I'm it's it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. It's it's not good. It wasn't good at all. I, I agree with you. You shouldn't have been watching this game unless you had a dog in the fight. Burrow threw three picks on three straight passes. Oh, that was bad. Three picks on three so straight bad. passes. Jamar Chase, I initially thought it was a slant on like third and three. His first drive, the Bears ended up getting the ball back and then going down the field and scoring. It was a slant. And I was like, oh, the defender probably got a hand in there because he wouldn't just drop that. No, nope, bounced off his fucking shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, after praising him last week, here we are. How do you deal with a rookie re- receiver who has the case of the drop season, Nico? Because <laughs> normally I don't have a good enough rookie receiver to even care. Normally my rookie receivers don't get open. 
Now my receiver's getting open, but he can't catch a cold. I don't, I don't know. Judy had a great game first week, so he's been hurt, so I don't know how to deal with a rookie receiver that doesn't know how to catch the football. He started catching the ball by the end of the season. Yeah, like, but you, you – It's a tough ride, that's, wave to ride. That's a, that's a familiarity thing, which I don't understand why the fuck he doesn't have. That's his, <laughs> that's his guy. That's his guy. We were talking about it last week. Justin Jefferson's over there in Minnesota like – it's the Squidward meme where SpongeBob and Patrick are running around outside Squidward's house and he's up in the second balcony like, man, I have Kirk Cousins. I could be out there in LSU North. Trust me. I, I think Joe Burrow would much rather have Justin Jefferson too. Right now? Fuck yeah. But but look, Jamar Chase, like, it's early. You have your, – your, your, your team is very, very raw. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to say you don't have talent because you do have talent. It's just very, very raw. And and you and have not being coached well. You have you have a team of, of of decent players that that can that can that can you know on paper look good, but when you have a coach that's incompetent and and a team that that has a stigma of being the bomb seller of your division for I don't know how long. It's a thirty-one year playoff win drought. That's like, that's the weight that this organization is carrying right like now. There's there's certain like talk about curses. There's. The Bengals have talent. Like I said, you have your star quarterback. You have you have a star receiver. We have a star running back. You have a star running back. I don't know how long that, how much longer that's going to last because receiver running backs only have a certain long tenure. So that could be endings here soon. For right now, I'm just gonna. At this point, I'm just gonna go with the guys. I'm gonna invest. I have a Burrow jersey. I'm gonna invest in a Tyler Boyd jersey. I'm gonna invest in a Joe Mixon jersey. I'm just gonna invest in the guys that I know are at least gonna care about winning the game as much as I do. What? That's that was my thing as a Bengals fan growing up. I used to think like it used to be evident that I cared about the Bengals winning the game more than they actually did. But like you, what you gotta realize too is another thing that just popped in my head. You shouldn't be focusing on your offense. You play in a division with three incredible defenses. Why are they successful? Because. Fucking the Ravens had had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed back there. The Steelers had Troy Polamalu, James Harrison, just to name a few. I could go on and on. And the Browns just recently talking about Miles Garrett and freaking Jadavion Clyde. They made moves because you know what? Like, we, if we are if our offense is competent, you can have good defense. Your defense has one player, Jesse Bates. That's that's it. Jesse Bates, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. Those are the three. And, and the other myself. two are our fringe starters on on all the teams. They're middle of the road. They're stars on the Bengals defense. And Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson was third in the league in sacks last year for the Saints. I'm saying like like on on other te- on good teams in the league, they're they're peace guys. They're not the star. Hendrickson is not the star. Was not the star in New Orleans. He was. He, no. he 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 had he was playing. He was playing opposite of Cam Jordan. Which Either. is probably why he got 13 and a half sex. Exactly. You're talking me out of my own take. <laughs> exactly. So I like, feel bad enough. Like, like there's, there's, there's positivity. But until your team realizes they need a new coach and they have to do something with the defense, have to have consistency. Because, look, I can't name a corner on your team. I can't. Can you? A woozie. Yeah, it's um, a, the, the CU guy, Chidobe. Brandon, Brandon Phillips. I didn't even know Chidobe was over there. That guy is, is a third – Slot corner at best in we most have teams. Three slot corners right now starting. I don't know what the hell happened to William Jackson because he was gonna be our corner number one, our first round pick from I think three years ago. Don't know what the fuck happened to him. He's not out there. Somebody else is wearing his number two, so that doesn't bode well. Oh, uh, it was a rough day. 
I'm hoping that they at least show some fight. I'm not expecting them to win this week, and we'll talk about that when we get to the pick them. I'm <laughs> you, just expecting you, you a, need a fight. You're I just hoping, want to fight. Yeah. Please throw a few punches. That's all Don't you want. Stay on the mat. Get up and make him kill you. That's that's what <laughs> that's I want to do. That's all you gotta ask for. Because when you did that last year, when you stood up and made them kill you, you beat them. You beat them. I know it wasn't ugly. It was ugly, but you did, and you did it with Brandon Allen. You didn't even do it with Joe Burrow. Brandon Allen beat the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, last season. I know, I know Brandon Allen. He was a Broncos quarterback at one point too. Don't remind me. The when now um, the Sunday night football game. You're happy with the outcome? Well, just divisional wise, you're probably happy with the outcome. I'm not quite as happy with the outcome because the team in my division won. Look, look, I it's Lamar Jackson. They said it best on Monday Night Football countdown. Lamar Jackson got the monkey off his back. Mm-hmm. He is zero and three. He was zero and three. Excuse me against the Chiefs, the one team he needed to beat. And look, people want to make fun of Harbaugh for asking Lamar and 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 maybe a head coach to have more balls and and saying, "Do you want that?" I'm telling you right now. He's got plenty of balls asking that. Like, like that. That's that's a relationship that fucking lasts. That's yeah. a relationship that fucking Brady and Belichick had. That's a relationship that's ha- that that Peyton Manning had with every single head coach he had because that's the type of player he was. Mm-hmm. That's the type of quarterback coach relationship. That's the most important relationship, honestly, in a football organization. If your head coach and your quarterback are on the same page, then there's a good chance you will be halfway successful. And and Lamar Jackson, as talented as he is. Jim Harbaugh came in, or is it John? It's John. It's, it's John. Jim. John is at Michigan. I messed it up in the notes. I may be wrong. Either, either whatever. Harbaugh. That's the trust because you know what he said. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say. You know what? There's there's Patrick Mahomes in the sideline. You know what? I'm gonna trust my best player. I'm gonna trust the guy that has gotten me this far and Lamar Jackson to beat them, and he did. Yeah. That's as good of a confidence and as good of a win as look the Ravens they lost the game to the Raiders which they shouldn't have a week one and maybe the Raiders are it who knows but but that's that's a that's a win that the Ravens look on at the end of the season and be like you know what this is what we did we came back from this many points we came back down from uh uh was it was it like 31 to the 20 or something stupid like that they were down by by I think something something along those lines and that's a statement win, and when when you have a when you can win games like that, that's that's going to set you up for when you play Pittsburgh, when you play Cleveland, and and you have to go on the road and do that. Yeah. And Baltimore, look, we're sleeping on Baltimore because Baltimore lost so many players. Like like talk about a depleted running back room, depleted cornerback room, and they say, you know what, we don't give a fuck. Lamar Jackson is going to make plays, and and they can win football games like that. I just think it shows that. Because in a conventional system, conventional wisdom tells you to punt in that situation no matter who you have at quarterback. Like, if you have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid should be punting in that situation. You have the lead. You shouldn't be taking any. Fun, fun fact, they didn't do that. In, they didn't have Andy Reid. They did do that last year in the playoffs yeah. Yeah. with Chad Henney yeah. against the Browns. So funny that it, the, reverse, the reversal of fortune. Smile how the turntables. Yeah. Uh, it was a great game. The primetime games, other than primetime the ones games that's going on yeah, currently. As, as the Packers um, are, are rolling the Detroit Lions as I win another game in the pick Yeah. You know what? I was close. I was, I was close initially. That's all I really cared about. And they showed Jamal Williams' interview on, that was pretty funny. on that national was pretty TV. Funny. That's one of the best interviews that I, I can remember. But the primetime games have been insane. And the late slate games, too. I mean, Titans, Seahawks this week. Titans able to come back in overtime and win 33 Another person. Did you forget who he was? Did y'all forget who Derrick Henry was? King I, uh, Henry in yeah. the flesh. King Henry. 
Young man, Rumble, man, are you kidding me? Like, like, oh, the Titans last week tried to try to you know what we got Julio. Let's use Julio. Fuck that. Use Derrick Henry, and everything opens up. Literally, you, the Lions. It's the same thing that the Browns had to learn the hard way when Freddie Kitchens took over his head. Coach. It shouldn't matter who the fuck you have on the outside. You give the you. I don't care if the other team knows what you're doing. You give the ball to 22 and let him do what he does best. That opens up lanes for A.J. Brown, who didn't even have a good week, and Julio Jones, who had his first, who had a touchdown that was taken back, which is stupid as it is, and opens a lane for so many things. That's what got you successful in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and and a team that didn't have Taylor or 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 uh, uh, the left guard, I forgot his Roger name, Saffold. Saffold, didn't have left side of the line, and you come in and and come back from. I think it was 14 mm-hmm. on, on Seattle in Seattle in Seattle with in, the 12 in Seattle. That's a huge win to get it to overtime would is a feat in itself. I mean, that was, that was great for them. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the Seahawks coming into the season. I thought I needed to rethink. I don't know. I'm over. I'm part of overreaction Monday. That's what I'm going to say. I flip flop back and forth because I think I know these teams and I really don't they know really these don't teams. Know. Or I don't know what player, what version of these players are going to show up. Because bad man Aaron Rodgers made a, an appearance tonight. He did. He did. And it makes me very happy. Because like I said, I have him on two fantasy leagues. I sucked the first week. I was so bad. And this week, talk about a comeback. Yeah. Baby, we're back in the fucking fantasy football race. All right. Keep that Keep that in mind before we get to our – we're going to talk about our new sponsor, MyBookie, here in a second. But before we do that, we're going to give our bench warmers of the week. Uh, mine – it's interesting. If you know me, you know that I wanted to be in sports broadcasting. I love broadcasting games. Uh, I, my bench warmer of the week is Paul Allen, who is the color com- or the play-by-play guy oh, for so the Minneapolis uh, radio station. He has you might know his work, the Minneapolis Miracle. It's a little known play. People people watch it quite a bit, few yeah. quite a few times. Um, <laughs> Joseph, let's let's just set the stage. Greg Joseph, the kicker for the Vikings, is kicking to win the game against Arizona. And that's all. <laughs> that's that's the situation. The kick goes up, and Paul Allen wants to get another Minneapolis miracle moment. So he goes, "It's good. The kick was good. Oh my god!" You gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember how how bad of a fortune the 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 yeah. um, Vikings have had with kicking. Oh yeah. In general, you know the, your Bengals suck at kicking, but holy shit! Oh no, I know the that's, Vikings. The kicking curse comes from Minnesota. Like, 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 <laughs> I remember that that playoff game that was like negative twenty degrees at yeah. University of Minnesota. The kick went so far left that that it was just unheard of. The Vikings, oh man, but like. The Cardinals, we gave them so much praise after being Tennessee and Kyle Murray. This Kyle Murray that. They 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 beat they beat they barely beat a bad team, barely. Yeah. And if it wasn't for luck, they should not have won that game. I'm gonna give you the name of another kicker to add to that list. Uh, let's see, Wikipedia. Uh, Gary Anderson. Do you remember Gary Anderson? I don't even know. One of the name. reasons why the Broncos have three Super Bowls and not just two. Oh shit! Yeah. The 1998 NFC oh, Championship yeah. game. Yeah, I do remember that. Now. And Gary Anderson missed the kick, so the Dirty Birds ended up being the NFC representative in the. Um, Super Bowl that year, but uh, who's you, who do you have for bench warmer? My bench warmer leak I put in general because I think this is a pretty easy one. Outside of the last quarterback taken in the in the NFL draft in the first round, it's it's for me it's rookie quarterbacks. 
I have Zach Wilson garbage. Freaking Trevor Lawrence has struggled and needs a new head coach. Talk about fucking uh, good old Justin Fields. That poor guy is going to be ruined so quickly. Poor guy doesn't like like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't stand a chance. He doesn't stand a chance. And then Trey Lance, why the fuck are you not? Is he not starting? I don't know why he's not starting. And Mac Jones, God bless that guy. He he. <laughs> He's just a football player. He, he, he just, he's just a football he's player. He's just out there playing ball with his buddies, and, and that's exactly what Bill Belichick needed. Yeah. That's all he needed. And now the Patriots are going to have a dynasty again for another fucking 20 years. The new Frump King, as I've dubbed him. Yeah, Jones. I mean, what, what a wave of young quarterbacks, though. you got Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, man. These guys are going to kill the year for, league for 10 years. Yeah, it's going to be pretty <laughs> insane. These, this is the next generation. We always talk about who's going to be the next generation of quarterbacks. Our next generation is here. Yeah, and Tom we're Brady's no longer going to have to see. Well, that dude's he's never going to stop generation. playing. He's never going to stop playing. By the way, have you seen the new commercial with him and Gronk with the, the network the, the network connection? No. When they're FaceTiming? Oh, in, I have In my that. head, that's honestly how he convinced Gronk to come it out of really retirement. It probably was. And like, Gronk fucking... I watched, he was like, I watched the interview and Brady said he wanted me to come, so I, I showed up the next day. And Gronk, by the way, looks like four years ago Gronk. Holy shit, does he look good too. That dude... <laughs> when you're able to relax in the offseason, yeah. it does work wonders for your body. Gronk kicks it up into gear in his back. All right, let's uh, let's talk about our sponsor, MyBookie. Winning season has started off hot, but MyBookie is continuing to crank up the heat with a $50,000 Survivor Contest. Whether you're a new or existing customer, if you made a deposit with MyBookie, you'll earn an entry into a $50,000 Survivor Contest absolutely free. To play, all you have to do is pick one winner a week to keep your streak alive and have a shot at the grand prize. I mean, why would you not try to start off strong? We saw what the Ravens did on Sunday Night Football. They played the Lions next week. Who haven't the Ravens beat with Lamar Jackson? I mean, for Pete's sake, right? Or you can ride a hungry Steelers squad against your Bengals. I mean, why not try not? I mean, I'm only going to use it on my bookie. Either way, it's simple. You can play to win, even if you don't have a ton of betting experience, which is why I always choose my bookie for NFL contests. I can bet on whatever I want with my bookie. My bookie, head to mybookie.ag now and get in on the competition to use promo code Benchwarmer to receive double your first deposit and get instant access to $50,000 survivor pool. Once again, that's mybookie.ag and use promo code Benchwarmer and you'll instantly double your first deposit. So if you're inexperienced, you get twice the money to start off. Or if you're a degenerate gambler like myself, you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Welcome back, Benchwarmers. Thank you, guys. Uh, be sure, mybookie.ag, it's easy way to bet online. There's no app that you download. You just go from your internet browser, mybookie.ag, and use promo code Benchwarmer to be entered into their $50,000 survivor pool. Super excited to be working with them. Uh, let's talk about our most dominant teams of the week. I'm interested to see who you have. Mine's a little bit out there uh, more so than, than it has been in the past, but who'd you have? Mine's a little different because I, I look, I had, I had to bring this out. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to add more salt to the wound, but the Patriots I'm doing most dominant team of the week. The jets have not hold a jock strap to the Patriots since Mark Sanchez, like <laughs> legit. They, 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 that's dominance over a team. Bill Belichick makes it a note 
Twice a year, he circles the game. He says, you know what? I'm going to punish the Jets for trading me. I'm going to make sure. He left the Jets on his own. I know, but he does that on purpose. And it's the Patriots against the Jets for the most often. I think he does it because of his history with the Giants, honestly. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. My most dominant team of the week is college football, the Ole Miss Rebels. They're 3-0 and behind Heisman Dark Horse quarterback Matt Corral, who had a big 40-point win over the, the green wave of Tulane. We know Tulane is a pretty decent team. They're tough. And Ole Miss came out and put 61 on them. Uh, in a rainstorm, in the middle of a monsoon. Rain, yeah, rainstorms putting up 61 points isn't very easy, too. No, that's, no, that's hard. And for him, he had like 300 yards passing and a few touchdowns. So he had a great week. And that brings us now to one of our favorite segments on the podcast. And we'll have a little bit uh, interesting setup here because we have a rivalry taking place this week. I don't call it a rivalry because last time I checked, the Jets haven't lost to the Broncos in I don't know how long. You mean you said that the other way around. You said the, the Jets the Broncos haven't, haven't yeah. lost to the Jets in I don't know how long. You're right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our Jets guy. I have Dom on the phone. And uh, Dom, we mentioned that your bet that you made with Nico, it's a little bit out there. And uh, – we, I'm just gonna have you say it. So if the Broncos beat the Jets, the what is the Broncos? Or yeah, the, Bron- yeah, you're right. the Broncos beat the Jets. What's the stipulation that you would then have to you have to do to fulfill your side of the bet? If the Broncos beat the Jets, if anybody knows me, I, they know that I am very hairy individual. If the Broncos beat the Jets, I have to get my chest waxed. Yeah, and and but, it's it's it's. I, I try to be nice because because he offered he was like well I'm gonna make your uh, um, profile picture a Jets Jets logo and I was like well I, you know I'm tr- I'm trying to be a businessman I'm trying to get into some NFTs so I don't know if I want to keep that for that long so I, I I returned the favor and I was like you know what I'll buy you whatever jersey you want because that poor guy has some shit jerseys and and I don't know I don't I, honestly. I would probably get him like an old school jersey because why the fuck would I get you a Zach Wilson jersey when he's going to be gone in two years anyways? Well, there you go, Dom. Now you know his side of the bet. If the Jets win, you'll get whatever Jets jersey you want from Nico. Uh, but I want to get your – why would you put your chest hair on the line? Nobody coerced you into this. I want you to say that for the record too. Nobody coerced you love to hear why he into this, but give us the story as to why you decided putting your chest hair on the line was the best option for you. You know, I, nobody forced me into this. I'll say that, but I, I am the biggest believer in the Jets. And after the draft and the off season that they've had, um, actually winning games in the preseason, that's a huge step up for them. Uh, I know it's preseason, but still. Oh my God! How the fuck did you say that with a straight face? How the fuck did you say that with a straight face? Nobody has more oh faith God, in their team than my brother. Again. Somebody fucking bring to the parade! <laughs> the parade is coming back to New York, baby. We'll see. Holy uh, they, Dom, shit! Oh, we know man. you're picking the Jets. We're doing our pick 'em now, so we wanted to get you on, and we wanted the benchwarmers to know what the bet what was on the line this week for the game. So thanks for explaining your reasoning and. Uh, Hopefully you have some sweaters or some thick shirts because if your chest is waxed, it's starting to get colder. Uh, it's going to be pretty chilly. You're not going to have that sweater, that natural sweater to defend you. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a little difficult saying goodbye, but you know what? I, I made the bet. I'm a man of my word. Yeah, your girlfriend will be very, very fortunate for you. <laughs> All right, Don. We'll talk to you later. Why the fuck would you ever bet on a team based upon how they performed in the preseason? Oh, my God. I can't believe that's where we're at. 
Oh, look, that's that, where that, he's got to be at. I, I'm going to say it right now. That is the most optimistic Jets fan, I think, alive. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Well, you am, know my brother. Like, you know like, my brother has more faith in the good of... My, my brother has more faith in the good of the universe look, than anybody I've ever met. This is going to bite me in the ass. Probably going to lose. Probably not because we're at home, for fuck's sake. But holy shit. I, I love you, Tom. But fuck. Do, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Don't ever take that much consideration into a fucking preseason game. I would rather go 0-3 than fucking win every single preseason game because that shows that the team that my team has played with their backs against the wall. For fuck's sake. I'm hoping that the oh my God, I'm hoping that the Broncos that. win just for the content because I'm gonna get my 40 year old virgin moment and that's all I care about. Uh, we, we were doing that exclusively on the on, on on your on the other podcast because <laughs> fucking Christ, yeah, that well, is oh man. Look, if you don't can't tell by what the way I'm going, I'm picking the Broncos. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're uh, the line, shout out my bookie, is minus 11. You know the last time the Broncos were minus do- or double-digit favorites? I do not know. 2016 against the Chiefs. Hmm. Last The last time, with last year with Peyton against the Chiefs, and that's that, that was the last one. Like, it, it's it's kind of nuts. Like, it's and, – and Do you think they win by that? I guarantee a win. You'll hear about the, what, what line I like for the Broncos a little bit later, but I am going to hammer the 11, 100%. Honestly, that, that's going to be my biggest bet of the weekend probably because if Zach Wilson is is is, is throwing ducks to, to, to fucking the, the Patriots, Patriots defense, who is not as good as it once was, this Broncos defense, Von Miller is going to tee off. Absolute tee off. Put him on a tee, bring the driver out, knock that shit 500 yards. Now, he is gonna bomb against the whoever, whatever tackle you put out there, because Beckton is is injured still. He's injured, yeah. And even without Bradley Chubb, fucking Jonathan Cooper or or uh, uh, Purcell Malik, is per- gonna Purcell. Des- destroy the interior <laughs> about of the offensive Good old line. Shelby Harris in the yeah. middle there too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Patrick like, Sert- Patrick like- Sertan went from oh man, Lavisca Chanel, DJ Chark are good receivers. Oh fuck, I have to face Elijah Moore. Does he know who the fuck I play? Patrick Sertan, I'm going to call it here. If, look, I, I I didn't look at this line in my booking since I'm wearing my Teddy Two Gloves. If there's a line, t- Patrick Sertan, to have an interception, book it. Put it on my bookie. Get that in your book. Like Book that because I guarantee you that's going to happen. Yeah, hey, just have my bookie open while you're watching games because they have quarter bets. So you can bet on just over under per quarter, player props, all of, all of those kinds of things. Player props. I've won a lot of money as player uh-huh. props. I won money on Monday night with TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson touchdown. I won money um, on on uh, on Sunday night football. I had uh, fucking uh, – There was uh, one person last night. Oh, uh, Darren Waller. You got Marcus Darren Waller Darren last Wall- week. Yeah, Darren yeah. Waller. Like the player props – where the money honestly is at because the player props you can hammer that especially games like this fucking scoring starting to have a touchdown i don't know what the odds are on my boogie i might have to, you don't have to look that up because my gloves i can't work my computer <laughs> but but of sudden odds to score a touchdown i hammer that man honestly i mean javante williams also the dude hasn't had, had the running game for the broncos is the one spot that hasn't been consistent yet outside of the 70 yard melvin gordon touchdown run but honestly i love melvin gordon and javante williams to get a touchdown too this weekend yeah, I'm picking the Broncos. I just don't think, especially with what what the Jets have shown in the first two weeks, I don't think that they're Going ready. Going back to, to mile high. I don't think they're ready to beat the Broncos in Denver. 
But you Zach know. Wilson is not ready to be the Broncos in Denver. Before we go into any other games, now that we've gotten that out of the way and the Monday Night Football game is over from last week, uh, I can now update the stats for everybody. Nico retook the lead. He had the best week, uh, eleven and Big five. Eleven and five. So you beat. You now have the best week so far this season because I I finished ten and six last year. Now you're twenty and twelve. I am eighteen and fourteen on the season with my loss on the Lions. And then the bench warmers, you guys are pulling up the rear. No, we're we're helping you along. That's why we're Push introducing my my bookie. We'll drag your asses to the top of the mountain. That's okay. You guys are sitting at seventeen, thirteen, and one because of that random tie in week one. It's very good old Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> you guys had a Bengals pick in week one. But now uh, let's start. We'll go from the top and uh, all the betting lines, like Nico mentioned. We're all, we're getting all our betting lines from mybookie.ag. Be sure to check them out and use our promo code Benchwarmer to be entered into the fifty thousand dollars Survivor sweepstakes. Uh, Carolina, Houston. That's the first game that I have down here. This is a shit show, too. It, it, it it's is. It's a shit show, but you're like, damn, these teams have looked decent. That's like, like, true. Carolina, no one thought Darnold was going to do much. And and fucking poor Tyrod Smith, man. If he Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, wow. Tyrod Smith plays left tackle for the Cowboys. Even I'm saying this game wrong. When he plays, the Texans could have won that game last week. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they... they Came and they did win pumped. week one. I thought that they were gonna get. I thought they were gonna go zero and seventeen. They can, like, they're look. Shout out Phil. Shout yeah. out Phil. That look. People gave shit for the Texas Bowl. You just signed a bunch of old running backs. Let them go. Well, every single one of them is producing. Phil Lindsay's not old. Phil Lindsay's not that old. Mark Ingram, he's old, but he's still Mark Ingram is. Out. Mark Ingram is old. Phil Lindsay's not that old. I hate. I hate that we're at the age now that we have to watch guys younger than us in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah. That's just a little bit disappointing for me. They, they were mentioning Penny Sewell tonight, but he's tw- the youngest offensive tackle. Twenty years old, 20, youngest 20, player. Yeah. I think youngest player in the league. He's, uh, maybe he's, he's definitely the youngest. The youngest lineman, offensive lineman ever in NFL history. Yeah, I saw that. Stat. I think Trey Lance might be the only other guy close to his age that could possibly start a game. But uh, I think that this one is going to be a lot closer than I would have if you asked me two weeks ago. I think that Carolina is going to beat it, and it's Joe Brady is the X factor for me. I'm not even going to say Joe Brady. I say Run CMC. I'm still going to go Run CMC is the X factor here. Look, Run CMC hasn't been unleashed yet. The dude hasn't played the the, the type of fantasy football game that everyone drafted him number one for. The guy he's had some good games, but he's been trying to get in the form. I think this is the form game. Look, the Texans. I think they're going to make it very interesting. I don't even know because I'll tell you. Is Davis Mills starting? Because I don't th- I don't know if Tyrod's playing. Because if Ty mm-hmm. if 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 Davis Mills is starting, then I'm even hammering this more Carolina. Um, but either way, I'm still going Carolina here. I'll give you some. I, this is interesting because I just looked it up. My bookie right now has the Texans money line plus two ninety five. It's very interesting. That's yeah. not that's not a bad one. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like the that's a good money line underdog, and it's a matchup that's not super one way or the other. I think the Panthers are the better team if you're just going to look at On it. On paper, especially. If team. you have to pick a better team, because really there's not a great team in this yeah. scenario, if you have to pick the better team, Carolina's the better team. And, and Panthers start three? No. Who would have thought that? I didn't. Wow, who would have thought that? Who would have thought we would be here? Yeah. Next game, Arizona Cardinals, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's easy to pick who both of us think is going to win. Actually, the – well. Yeah, we. I think it's easy to pick who is going to win. Uh, my bookie right now has the Jaguars at a plus two eighty five, and the line for the Cardinals is minus seven and a half. So fairly big favorite for the NFL. 
especially for a road team. Normally the home, you get a three-point gimme when you're the home team, and they're not doing that right now for for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm going Cardinals. You're going Cardinals? Uh, I'm 100% going Cardinals. Kyler Murray is going to be a – like I said, I, I said it last week. Maybe it was too soon, but I think I can say with confidence hmm. he's top three MVP conversation right now. A dude is playing on a different level. Yeah. Like, like I love the little baby Yoda stick. That th- that shit's hilarious too. Like I, the, the dude is just having fun and and when you have DeAndre Hopkins and you have as good of a defense as you have, why the hell would you not have fun? Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, I think that might be my favorite episode of Gridiron Heights. Yeah. We come from similar college <laughs> schemes. Uh, next game that we have here, Washington football team, who is 2-0. 2-0, Washington football team, yeah. Yeah, oh. they are, right? Or maybe they're 1-1. One one. No. They're, they're winning the no, NFC. No, they're 1-1. One they're 1-1. One they're they're winning the one, NFC yeah. beast. They are winning the NFC beast. So they have that going for them. They are a plus nine underdog going into Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Bills. Uh, look, Washington, they played a very good game against New York, but they should have won that game by a lot more. Tyler, is it Tyler or is it Taylor? Taylor Heineke. I thought I've heard Tyler, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know anymore. But either way, Heineke and look this this Washington f- football team. Please get a team name first of all. If you're like. Please pick Red Hogs or Red Wolves. That's all I'm asking. Um, but I'm riding the Bills here. No pause on that. Um, because Josh Allen, like I said, at home, this ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into Buffalo. I'm sorry. This is this is not a legit. Okay, I won't say legit. that Washington ah, defense. It. It legit hasn't organization. Looked, yeah, this ain't a legit, not a legit organization. organization. <laughs> and I was gonna say that Washington defense that we talked about that was gonna be so good. It's not terrible. Not but, terrible. But it's not. It, it's it's not good near for where they. Division. It's not near where they were in the playoffs. No. They were. If you just go back to the wild card game against Tampa, that Washington team beats the shit out of this Washington team. Oh, easily, easily. And it's not even a, one cool story that I heard about Taylor Heineke before we move on from this game because I'm also going the Bills. Uh, he had to move for that divisional game. He had to move his finals for college. He had to go into his professor's it. office. He's like, listen, coach. Uh, yeah, I'm playing this week, or Professor Professor So and So. I'm playing this week. So, is it okay if I do the makeup final? Now that's gonna be a Sunday at six o'clock. You're gonna be back by that time. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. know. I, don't know. I, I could possibly be playing playing again next week. Yeah, well, I just don't know if that's going that to work out I, I didn't know that, so that's yeah. hilarious. Uh, so we both are going with Buffalo, I'm sure. Ben, the bench warmers like to pick what we pick, too. Yeah, there hasn't true. been many polls where they go opposite of us, so I think we'll all three be hammering Buffalo. Uh, next up, Bengals at Steelers. Uh, do you, do you want to start? What's the line on this? Because I bet Steelers at home is a very, very big dog. Yeah, I'm uh, Cincinnati Bengals plus four and a half. I, that's that's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah. And money line plus one eighty five. Wow, actually, wow, my bookie is very generous. What yeah, if- they put all that Bengals slander in our ad read. Obviously, they've never or they've listened to the podcast, but they skipped over the part where I talked about my undying allegiance to the Bengals. That is <laughs> very generous. I made the read oh go the way gosh. that I purposely made you read the shit about the Steelers and Bengals and Ravens because I. I couldn't do that do that to myself after this weekend. Holy shit! I need to put that in in, in my new segment. Fuck! I, I need to realize that I'm gonna have to change one of the things around. But yeah, holy! I'm hammering the Steelers here because the Steelers look the the look the Raiders may be good. Maybe it's it's the John Gruen at the beginning of the year. I don't know. But Kendrick Green is just gonna demolish the Cincinnati Bengals. He's, he's go he's going up against Larry Ogunjobi. He has actually a tougher matchup than he has so far this year other than Ed Oliver. So I'm I'm excited to see him go against him. But 
And Najee Harris, also another person we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. He's slowly getting into form. Yeah. He hasn't hit the stride yet, but you can tell it's there. The only issue that I see with this game, I'm picking the Steelers too. The only issue that uh, I see with... Write this down, everyone. He's picked the Steelers. Oh, I think last year... Oh, you, you picked the Bengals twice last year. Okay, okay. But obviously, <laughs> that, that was... That was out of spite. Yeah, I was just doing it out of spite. I, I see the problem... The, way, the only reason that I don't see the Bengals having a shot to win this game is because their defense won't give them the opportunities that they will need to score the amount of points that they're going to need to. No, because their offense... Their offense is going to struggle. Their offense is going to have a rough day. TJ Watt, he got he was banged up. He was banged up on Sunday. I'm not sure his status for the game. I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, we're playing the Bengals? I'll be healthy. I'll be good. Oh, man. I get gonna, the pass rush against Jonah Williams. He's going to tee off. He is going to have a field day. And then also, when you worry about him, then Joe Burrow is actually facing good DBs. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and Joe Hayden and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick over the top. Jamar Chase is going to have a lot more problems than trying to catch the football. All I'm saying is that Brandon Allen beat the Steelers team when they were in the midst of going on a playoff run. At home. Mind you. At home, At yes. home. This At is home. in Pittsburgh, too. It is in, it, they, have, they get their shit pushed in all the time in Pittsburgh. But, yeah, when you're playing a team well, like the – Minus four and a half, hammer the yeah. fuck out of that. Don't even hesitate. The, the, the Steelers, I don't think, are going to put up a ton of points. But they will outscore them by yes. a touchdown. They'll, well <laughs> – like, yeah. Th- th- this is this is this is a uh, uh, Broncos Jaguar scenario like last week. I was surprised it was at, it was at, at minus six last week. Mm-hmm. I thought it should have been more because you look at the line, like four and a half. You're telling me the Steelers can't score one more touchdown that it's going to be a one possession game by the end of the game. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, I know that's not going to happen. In uh, if the Bengals win, it's going to be a three point or less victory. It's yeah. not going to be a fourteen point blowout or whatever it was last year late in the season. So. The line is favorable if you're a betting man. Let's just say that. Uh, we're, we both are going with the Steelers because I'm trying to actually win the pick this year. Bears at Browns, next game. And uh, we'll look at my bookie here for the Bears-Browns game. It's set at 7.5. So the Browns are minus 7.5, and, and their odds for that one is minus 105. Uh, that's that's interesting. I wonder if that will play into, play into factor if Justin Fields um, is named the starter. I mean, let's be honest. Matt Nagy wouldn't name the starter till Sunday anyways. So I don't think it matters that much, but I'm still going Cleveland here because Cleveland, Cleveland's a team we, we we are running under the radar the first two weeks of the season. They had that game with Kansas City the first week that they great they, great that game was great game, and now th- this past week they just they came in and they took care of business. Like like and Cleveland's kind of flying over. That's just the way they want it. They mm-hmm. don't want people talking about them, and I, and that's better for Cleveland. Like that's way better for them, and coming in and beating Chicago, I think it's gonna be a walk in the park. I I I have no faith in Matt Nagy. Zero. No. No. zero. Matt Nagy's keeping secrets that nobody gives a fuck about. So I'm hammering the Browns here. The minus seven is a little bit stray away though, because I think the Bears can keep it interesting. I'll tell but, you, Khalil Mack has looked like absolute dog shit for the past two years. That's because he, there's nothing else on the defense. Yeah, I mean, they have Hakeem Hicks. They have Robert Quinn, uh, Eddie Jackson. Like, there's other guys. Roquan like Smith. Yeah, Roquan, or Eddie Jackson is playing like absolute garbage. Roquan Smith, uh, he had a pick six against Joe Burrow. So, you know, Roquan Smith is still on that defense. But I think that the Browns are going to be if, – if the Browns play the way that they should and it being in Cleveland – 
I'm not as wary about them not winning no. by more than a touchdown. I think they should be able to cover that minus seven and possibly even win by and like 10 the, to 15, your 14. division gets so much more interesting. Yeah. Because in reality, outside of Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, and Browns all have legitimate shots. All right. But um, I know that's painful for you to you're say. You're going with Cleveland, right? Yep, I'm riding with All Cleveland. All right, you're going with Cleveland. I went with Cleveland. Ravens, Lions. Uh, you heard it in our my bookie read. The Lions have not beaten the Ravens since Lamar Jackson was in seventh grade or second, second grade. Yeah. If, if, if that means anything to you, the Lions just got their asses kicked on, on Monday Night Football against an Aaron Rodgers team who put up three points against the Saints. <laughs> this is going to be – The Lions were winning – at halftime, I just want to point that out. Or at least for the, through, yeah, halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, so halfway through the second quarter. The, they were winning. They were winning. But the Lions, look, only this team, I don't know. Like, Jared Goff has actually played pretty decent. I'll be honest. But their defense is just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Abysmal. Like, they, they got the right pieces on offense. Like, they need another receiver. You have a good running back core. Jamal Williams, John Joseph, there's nothing to slack about. You got a good offensive line now. You you obviously have the the you have one of the best tight ends, one of the most up and coming tight ends, TJ Hawkinson too. That was and, a great catch tonight. Too. Oh, absolutely fantastic! <laughs> money on that yeah, too. that catch too. And you can this Lions team will be interesting, but this Ravens team, like I said, the relationship Jim Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson have that's a relationship I think every team wishes their quarterback and coach had. Because because if, 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 if look, don't get me wrong, Zach Taylor has made some stupid moves. But if Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow had that familiarity with it one another and were making games interesting, Zach Taylor would be would be top of the list of of coaches that could make some make some noise. Yeah, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I wouldn't trust if I was Joe Burrow. I wouldn't trust Zach Taylor either. Harbaugh and Lamar are just different animal. I'm riding Baltimore 100 percent here. I don't see the next line that we have here on on my bookie. I think it's probably because of the Lions. Well, the Lions they're still finish, playing. Yeah. yeah, they they haven't updated. I, I would from expect this one. honestly a minus. I'll look up. I might, I'm not going to mention double digits. I might think that it might be double digits. Maybe I'm not going to mention who the what the odds are from here. I'm just going to get a number for you guys, and then when my bookie updates after the Lions game tonight, uh, be sure to check out the line here. I'm not. Yeah. Ravens at Lions. Ravens at Lions. Here we go. And they don't even have a line listed on ESPN. So that's what I'm saying. They, they wait. They usually won't. Yeah. Wait. You gotta wait a little bit, but I'm it's easy to pick Ravens, the yeah. easy to pick the Ravens. Easy, I, easy, easy. This is not a game that the Lions are gonna steal from anybody. The Lions, I think the only team that they have a shot of beating and they play them twice, Minnesota Vikings. This is true. <laughs> Next game that we have here, Colts Titans, Battle of the AFC South. The two teams that we picked to be one and two in the AFC South. Yeah, um, very bad AFC South. And we and isn't it a four way tie, I think, right now? Uh, or yeah. no no Jacksonville's 0 and two. Three so way three way tie, yeah. yeah. Three way tie between the Colts, Titans, and Texans. Texans. Uh Colts Oh no, Colts might be 0 2. Colts uh, are yeah, they, they lost are 0-2. They, yeah. Hey, two way tie. Carson Wentz, how do you sprain both ankles in one play? <laughs> Only Carson Wentz could do that. Look, look I'm gonna I'm gonna say a hot take here. Colts are gonna be a t- the second worst team in this division. Look, I don't. They have who's gonna the, the Texans beat them? Texans finish higher Tyra than they do. Tyrod Taylor wins. I think could beat the Colts. I'm serious. Their defense looks not great. Their defense does not look good at all. Russell Wilson just had a field day against them, and then the Rams came in and just punked them. Basically, they they made it interesting. Man, don't get me wrong, yeah. but that's because 18 was in the building. 
<laughs> Let's be honest. That's the only reason. You got the Colts have to bring legends back to make games interesting because, like I said last week, they're begging Andrew Luck to come back. The Colts had need a lot to happen, and Tennessee. It was a wake-up game. It was a slap in the face. Arizona came in and punked you, and then they said, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Derek. I'm sorry, Derek Henry. I'm sorry, Julio Jones. Let me just feed 22, and then all of our problems will be solved. It's all, in, all it took. All Strange. It took. It's all that took. Uh, right now, the Colts plus five at plus 100, which if you kn- – that's a sucker's bet. That is a sucker's they bet. Want, they're trying to tease you with the, the positive odds. Don't take that. Don't take that. No. Uh, Titans minus five. What do you feel about that? Because it, because of the, the play style of the game, I think, honestly, I would take plus five Indianapolis because both teams are run heavy. Run heavy. Yeah. And I think it will be a lower scoring game. What's, does the, do we have the over-under of that game too? 48. I would take the under. Take I would hammer the under. I would I would stay away from the spread on that one. I would hammer the under because, like I said, the clock is going to tick. Mm-hmm. And when you have Jonathan Taylor on one side, Derek Henry on the other, the ball is just going to be run. This constantly. game is going to be in and out in <laughs> three hours. Yeah. The longest thing that they're going to do is warm-ups, and that's going to be it. Uh, money line for that game, by the way, Colts plus 210, t- Titans minus 260. Um, so – Pretty, pretty favored towards Tennessee. But we're both for the boys. We're both going for the Titans. Next game up, Chargers and Chiefs. Divisional matchup. The Chargers always, I told you, Chargers yeah, find yeah. ways to lose football games. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who they have recorded that. I don't care if Justin Herbert is the man. <laughs> they find ways to lose football games. <laughs> he is the man. I don't know. That's another team that I started giving love to, and I finally – I've picked against them, I think, in every other pick them that we've done, unless they were playing like the Browns, or not even the Browns, uh, the Jaguars or some crap team like that. And as soon as I jumped on their bandwagon, nope. Yeah. Maybe I'm too heavy for maybe I'm too heavy for these bandwagons. Maybe I gotta maybe I ought to just be an NFL fan. I'll be like yeah. Rob Lowe and show where, up in a playoff NFL game cap. with the NFL cap. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. That's your best luck. I'm hot. I'm hammering Kansas City because I think they got embarrassed on Sunday night, and I think they came with a vengeance. And look, the Chargers won a game against Kansas City last year. In wow, I was about to say San Diego, L.A. It was in L.A. Yeah, and they made the game against Kansas City interesting. But look, the the, the Chargers. Bosa has looked decent, but like he's not what he was before injury. Derwin mm-hmm. James is not before what he was injury. This defense is depleted. They lost um, Melvin Ingram too Melvin on Ingram. the other side. So Travis Kelsey is going to have himself a day and a half. Yeah, no beer. Trav is going to is going to come in and rock them because look, this Kansas City team, like I said, pissed off. I don't. I can't remember the last time Kansas City lost two in a row. I want to say almost that that 2016 team. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's probably when it was when Alex Smith was still the quarterback. Um, I'll tell you this one. I think this is going to be my virtual lock of the episode in this game over 55 and a half. Yes. Hammer oh, it. absolutely. Over absolutely. 55 and a half. At least this game will hit at least 60, maybe even by the end of the first half. <laughs> absolutely. The, 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 they, like, they'll put up stupid points. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it'll be dumb points where you're These like, two teams just play Madden against each other. Like, That's like, all they do. The offenses are like, you know what? Who can outshoot the other? Like, you know, we don't have a shield or anything. It's like when you play Clash of Clans. Like, you just go out attack. We I got no, no defense. Yeah, no defense whatsoever. I'm I just, just gonna, attacked you I'm with everything I had. And why the fuck did the Chiefs put Chris Jones at defensive end? They put him on the outside. I know it's on Sunday. I, I heard someone, I think it was Pat McAfee show said it. They were like, why the fuck would you put one of the best interior defensive linemen and move him outside and say, you know what? Your pass rush is better. 
Well, it's not. It's not. He's, He's a, a deadly pass rusher inside. It's as a, a center guard, stop, yeah. as a former center guard, that man, the, the size of that man. First off, I would, oh, I would show up to the game, yeah. get off the bus, and I, it would be the another Sim, it was a Simpsons meme, but like the grandpa walking in, putting his hat Stop on the rack, turning around, like, home, oh, yeah. I have to block Chris Jones. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. No, I'm. I'll go get a labor job or something. Uh, I don't know what that is right now. Six and a half is where the line is That's, for this one. I mean, I would not hate that. I think by the end of the game, Chargers make games look closer than they should. Let's put it that way. Make games way closer. They so like I to cover. That. They That's like, good. I do like they, to cover. They're a good betting good team. For, they like good, to cover. Yeah, good for, your, good for your book. Not good if you're a Chargers fan because the, te- the games look closer. Your team's always mediocre. Joke's on them. There are no Chargers fans. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no. All right. Next game, Saints-Patriots. Man, if, if we start – Gaining some traction, and people hear some of the shit I said about the other teams, and they realize I'm a Bengals fan. Oh, like, that field days with you. There's no Chargers fans, anyways. Yeah, just about as many Bengals fans. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Saints Patriots. I'm gonna surprise you here. I'm going to go Saints. Look, the Saints looked terrible last week, but yeah. Jameis has this thing where he has a great week, shit week, and then comes back with a great week. It's not a back-to-back back. You think he's going to bounce back against Bill Belichick? After Bill Belichick legitimately like fondled and played with the Jets, all he wanted, anything he wanted to do, he did? I don't know. I think – look, you got to remember the Saints are a pretty damn good coach team too. Yeah. Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. They just have a stupid person at quarterback, a guy that doesn't – he might be the dumbest guy that I've heard publicly speak for quite some time. Hey, you know what? WW, I just gotta do what we gotta do. You know, you gotta get that. We, w, we my coach to told us we had to uh, prepare, or so. What was it? Practice. Practice. Yeah. Practice. I don't yeah. Know. He told me at practice that we had to practice. Yeah. Practice. Okay, Alan. That's Anderson. that Florida State <laughs> education. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know why I felt it in my bones. I was like, I don't know why, but I feel games like in Foxborough too. I know it is, but it's it's a day game. It is a day game. And and Mac Jones, this isn't his first home game, is it, or is it? I think so. It might be because they everybody. They were in New York them. last week, yeah. Yeah. And then the week before, I don't remember where they were. They so lost they, to Miami week before. So they might. No, this is second home game because they lost to Miami at home. That's right. So yeah, I, look, I'm still gonna ride with ride with the Saints. I I don't know why I feel in my bones. It was kind of like a Tennessee Titans one last week. I didn't know. I didn't have a great reason for it, but I just feel it. You know what I mean? That game is. This is one of the closest games that we've had so far. My, three is the spread. Plus three, my, plus three for the Saints, minus three for the Patriots. Minus three on the Patriots is plus 100 odds, by the way. Those are, that's pretty good. That, uh, that is pretty good, even yeah. if you're going to go against my goodwill. Money line, plus 130 uh, for the New Orleans Saints, minus 150 for the Patriots. So that's that's one of the games where if you wanted to bet on the underdog or the favorite, you could still you'll make more money back than you would in normal situations. So I, you're going Saints. I went with the Patriots. Um I just don't don't know how Jameis is gonna beat Bill Belichick in Foxborough. I don't I don't know why, but I think he he, he he's got that swagger. They're gonna use W, that's, bro. That's okay. Yeah, the only the difference between our picks right now because I had this a dumbass pick. Difference in the picks. No, so I know I had a dumbass pick last week that you were giving me shit for. The only difference is your dumbass pick won last week, and mine didn't. <laughs> didn't win, so yeah. uh, next game that we have Falcons at the Giants. This is another game. Speaking if you of dumbass picks, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm riding the Falcons. Oh. Here we go. Yep, I said it. They made the Buccaneers game interesting at the end. Look, the the, the Giants, they are bad. 
Uh, you said this defense is good. This defense is ass. Not da- ass. Da- Danny fumbles. Not Danny Dimes. It's Danny fumbles the ball. Danny Pennies. And, and, and like this, Saquon, I, I, I look, I, I have Saquon on one of my fantasy teams. And he, I picked him up in the second round, and I was like, "Well, this is this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good uh, steal in the second round." He hasn't done shit. He, hasn't, he literally hasn't done anything. Mm. For fuck's sake! I don't, if you're not healthy, don't play. Save myself the burden of playing you weekly by just being out for the game and me replacing you with someone that is gonna try. Because you know, as soon as you take him out of your lineup, he's gonna go off for yeah, three points. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, it's, a, it's a position where I have to keep him in, and it's just painful. Yeah, it, it hasn't been good, but the Atlanta Falcons playing football this entire season has been painful. They, like I said, they made the Buccaneers game interesting. The Buccaneers were already planning golf trips for the. Next I know day. they were, and and Tom Brady took over in the fourth quarter, and they scored thirty unanswered. I think something stupid like that. But like I said, they have talent in Atlanta. They do. They just have no talent on the defensive side of football. Yeah. <laughs> Great talent on the offensive side. Kyle's really stud. Kyle Pitts, like I said, stud. Matt Ryan is still doable. Like, Godfather Matt Ryan of, The godfather of quarterback footwork out of the shotgun. Matt Ryan, by the way. Yeah. He's, him and Kyle Shanahan, they got together one offseason and put in the West Coast footwork. That's normally out of under center, and they put it in as a shotgun. And Matt Ryan was the first quarterback to be able to do it. Uh, former MVP, Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, former, former MVP. MVP. Twenty-eight to three, though. That's still. That's, that's we talk about the double doink curse. That's the, the twenty-eight curse. to three curse is going Very strong bad. for the organization and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was a good quarterback. I mean, he still is not bad, but mm-hmm. he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, he hasn't been able to get back up there. Uh, the next game, because we talked about the Cardinals and the Broncos, Cardinals, Jags, and Jets, Broncos already. Next game that we have here, I believe it's the start of the later slate, Las Vegas and Miami, the Raiders against the Dolphins. Now, we don't know if Tua is going to be playing because, like I said, he's, he's questionable. The only thing that's kind of keeping him out right now is whether or not do we he know, can... Do we know who the backup is? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember Jacoby. That's yeah. right. I'm still hammering uh, Vegas. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. It does. But Vegas, beginning of the year, went stupid games. Like, stupid games. They went stupid games beginning of the year. And their car, for whatever reason, is in the MVP conversation, too. I saw I saw a picture of the top three MVP candidates right now. I said two of them, right? Do you know who the last one is, probably? I'm going to say Derek Carr. It's Carr, Kyler Murray, and Tom Brady right now. Oh. Those are the three guys. Because Tom Brady, obviously, is... Doing shit that we shouldn't be doing at 42 years old. Um, but, yeah, Vegas, maybe they finally get it together. But it's the fucking Raiders, bro. It the is guy, the Raiders. It's the fucking Raiders. Are you going, are you going Miami? Oh, no, you're, I'm, you're no, going I'm Vegas. Not, yeah. I'm not going. I'm After what Miami did to me last week, it's going to take me a couple weeks to be ready this to is, pick them this, again. This, this, this always happened. Last year happened, too. You picked an underdog, and then it pissed you off. You didn't win. And then you were like, nope, I'm not betting against this team again. I'm not betting with this team ever again. It's not ever again. I might end up, depending it's on how the rest weeks. of their season. Yeah, it's a few weeks. You, you got to. If so you're dead, the trust back. <laughs> yes. You screwed me. I put my faith in you, and you shit in my hat. Now I got to go wash my hat. Yeah, and once <laughs> once that smell goes away, maybe, if Tua comes back from this still, injury. No, it's still, I'm still picking the Raiders. No, I mean, I'm not saying for this game. If he comes back from his injury at some point and he starts balling out, maybe I'll pick the Dolphins again yeah, later down the line. Like but Tua or the Dolphins. He's not been good. He hasn't been. Uh, not been worth the hype. Uh, I, we're both going Las Vegas on that game. So then the next one, Tampa and Los Angeles. This one. 
I'm surprised this, this didn't get Monday Night Football. This, this is game of the week for sure. It's a one point spread. One. That's honestly not surprising at all. Tell me, tell me who the favorite is. I think it's isn't it L.A. It is L.A. Because they're at home too. Yep. Because sure, when I was looking at the lines, I remember seeing that shout out my bookie and no no uh, free shout out, but also always free shout outs for my bookie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Rams. I saw that at home. That makes sense. Um, it's dead even. Plus one for the Bucks, minus one for the Rams, minus one ten all around on the money line. This is a game you is must watch TV. This is, this is must watch TV. There's honestly there's a I think there's a very good chance this could be the the NFC Championship because mm-hmm. you look at two of these teams. The Rams have been rolling, and the Buccaneers, the Bucks are the Bucks still. This is the first time that we're getting a Matt Stafford Tom Brady matchup where Stafford's actually going to have a chance to play. <laughs> where, where he like has he's going to have a team that can compete talents. with the other team. Yeah, no, this is this is a huge quarterback matchup. I'm excited Great about it for that one. Great defense matchup too. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, talk about defense of heaven. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey out there, Aaron Ramsey, Donald, Aaron Sue, Antoine Vea. Winfield, Vita Vea. Holy shit. Vita Vea is still the scariest. Vita Vea is the size of your fridge. Legit, like legit, like, <laughs> like maybe the fridge might be a little bit smaller. This this is a game where it's 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 fun football. Yeah, like it's it's good. It's it's good shit. That's, I'm that's hoping I'm, good I'm shit. hoping this game is gonna be like the uh, Kansas City, Los Angeles game a couple years ago yeah. on Monday Night Football. That was just fun to watch. I mean, like, I, who who do you got? I'm I'm going to L. A. Okay, I, I'm gonna ride L. A. I. I Look, everyone say, well, Buccaneers are going to go 17-0. It's not going to happen. They're not going 17-0. It's not going to happen. I'm going to go with the Rams here with an upset because – actually, it totally is not an upset on, based on my bookie. But I'm going to go Rams here because I think Stafford has got a little more juice under him. And holy fuck, Cooper Cup is the number one receiver right now in fantasy football. Look, Matt <laughs> Stafford dealt with no receivers forever, and he made Kenny Gall- he got Kenny Galladay paid. He got Calvin An- or Calvin Johnson in the Hall of Fame. He got Marvin Jones paid. Too. Marvin Jones paid, and now he has good receivers. Cooper Cup is having field days, mm-hmm. and they haven't even got their running game going. Sonny Michelle hasn't even played much. Daryl Henderson has played pretty decently, but like this this Rams team is legit. And and like I said, the Buccaneers are going to lose a game at some point. I don't think they're going to lose very many games, but I think this is one of them. This will be interesting because this is where our pick is going to start to flip because we were pretty much dead even for the first few games, and now we're starting to differ. I think we'll be different on this game too. Seahawks at Vikings. Uh, I went with the Vikings. Why? First of all, just why? At, I, I want to hear your why. They're at home, and Seattle just – they weren't able to finish a game that they should have been able to win easily against last week. a good team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a I'm good not saying <laughs> even even teams playing against good teams. Once you get a certain lead, when it's not the playoffs, when there's nothing really on the line, it was week two. Yeah, I know. you should be able to close that out. I'm still going with Seahawks because the Seahawks have more talent than the Vikings. The Vikings, for some fucking reason, decided they're not going to feed Dalvin Cook. They said, Leo, let's, let's let Kirk Cousins air it out. And they're playing justify, catch the whole game. You got to justify $84 million guaranteed somehow. I know, but you also got to justify Dalvin Cook being your 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 franchise centerpiece. Well, Like, Justin Jefferson is a baller, but, like, get, you don't have a quarterback that's consistent to get him the ball. Dalvin Cook can consistently 
get the ball from the quarterback and run three yards. All you got to do is exist between the snap and those three seconds between you handing the ball. All you got to do. Yep. I, and, and they're incapable of that. Like I said, they they find new ways to <laughs> – them and the Chargers. If, if, we, if we were a Midwest podcast, I'm sure we'd be saying the same exact thing we say about the Vikings, about the, like we say about the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Chargers don't know – lose stupid games and don't know how to win big games. The Vikings are the exact same way. I don't know. It's one of the. It's kind of. I got to make up some ground on you in the pick 'em, but I also. I'm encouraged by what the Vikings did against the Cardinals last week. I'm encouraged by it. We'll see. We'll see. This at least has a little bit more going into it than my Lions pick. My Lions yes. pick was just. Your Lions pick was a pick in the dark. You're like, you don't fuck Out Aaron of spite. Yeah, yeah. Out of spite. That's, that's all it was. Aaron Rodgers has a man bun. Oh, Lions. Got it. Next game, well, Sunday night football game, rematch of the NFC Championship from. Two seasons ago. ago, Packers at 49ers. I went with the 49ers. I think this one was... uh, It's pretty mature because obviously we didn't watch the Monday Night Football game. And San Francisco has been very on and off is the best way to put it. Because they came out and smacked the Lions, but they let the Lions back in the game. They cut. They come out and barely beat Philly, who Philly is is not the greatest team, but they're, they're not, not they're not terrible. And and the 49ers are just they're just waiting to get, I guess, ready for Trey Lance. Is that the best way to put it? Because because they're obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be there much longer, and their offense like Brandon Ayuk. That's another one of the biggest mysteries in fantasy football right now. And but Debo Samuel has been playing well in their running game. It's a running back by committee. It's all over again. Yeah, because Mostert is out now, and but, Mostert but, was going to be Mostert was going to be that guy. And so I'm, I'm Mostert gonna, also hasn't really looked great. Most, yeah, because they're throwing double teams at him. They don't. He doesn't have. I think it was Alvin Smith on the other side. I don't think he has him anymore. Yeah, uh, I think DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner, that's right. Yeah. That was the other that one. That was the other guy. That so I'm going to ride Green Bay. Like I said, I think week one was a fluke for Packers. I think I think it's a get right game, and 49ers. This this is a game where Aaron Rodgers wishes he was in a 49ers uniform. This is this is the team he wanted to go to. Let's not forget the team that the Packers didn't want to trade him to because it was it was in their conference, and that they decided you know what, we're just going to pull a trigger on Trey Lance instead. Yeah. This is the team he wanted to go to, and now you're facing him. I think he's got a little bit of retribution. Yeah, I think that these two teams are very even team roster wise and scheme wise. Obviously, they run the same scheme because Lafleur used to be on Shanahan's staff, um, both Kyle and Mike. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my coaching's my X factor. Coaching beat beat them twice in that season because remember they had a Monday Night Football game against each other too. That's right. Yeah. That season that. and the Packers got their shit kicked by the 49ers twice that year. And in the NFC Championship game, they passed ten times. It's not the same team. It's not the same team. But I like Kyle Shanahan. The Packers Shannon. defense also looked terrible. I will not, I will say that with the fact they looked yeah. terrible on Monday Night Football. The half I was watching before we started recording that they looked very very bad. And against against the Lions team that basically torched them up with Hawkinson over the middle. I mean, Hawkinson I know Jamal good. Williams and DeAndre Swift are good running backs, but they're not. They're not like next level running yeah, backs. They may be eventually, but they're not that yet. And now you have George Kittle over the middle, who's. Hawkinson is a stud, but George Kittle is, is another level. Hawkinson is the evolved version. Yeah. <laughs> or Kittle is the evolved version of TJ Hawkinson. George Kittle is TJ Hawkinson in three years. Yes. TJ Hawkinson is not there yet. TJ Hawkinson is still a boy. George Kittle is a grown ass man. 
Yeah. I'm still around Green Bay, though, because, like I said, I am still a believer Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. I may be slowly turning away from being he's – I can't wait till he's a Denver Bronco because I'm, I'm loving the Teddy Two-Glove system. I'm loving it, baby. So – I'm I'm still gonna ride Green Bay though. I don't. It's just interesting. I don't know where he's gonna go now. I don't either. Because the Broncos, they're they're gonna be asking. They're gonna be saying, "Why the fuck will we trade that much?" Well, it's not gonna be. His trade value has dropped. Is it, I thought it, that was the whole thing about it being next year is that he'd be a free agent. I didn't That's think that true. it was That's a trade true. situation. That's true. That's also true. I thought there was still trade package. Like I, I don't know. I thought they still sign a trade or something. Denver has an X factor because his fiance is from here from and Boulder, lives in Boulder. Yeah. You never know. So. Maybe he wants to be. Maybe he wants to be close to his girlfriend one year. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that likes to have just days with his girlfriend, though. I th- honestly, I think I can happily not happily say this. I think there's a good shot this is his last year in the NFL. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think Could he I, I, look because what the Broncos they're going to ride with Teddy. If Teddy plays like this the whole season, you do not try to differ. Yeah. So, and I don't see a whole lot of other options. Mm-hmm. Next game that we have here, it's the Monday Night Football game. Eagles, Eagles at Cowboys, big NFC East rivalry. These two teams and their fan bases hate, hate each, other. each other. This is probably two of the, the most passionate fan bases yeah. of in terms of just absolute hatred for the organization and love. Yes. They, they ride or die. They hate their team and they love, love their, their team. team. They, 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 it kills them how much they love their team. Yeah. No, I've, I know the feeling except me. It's just me. I don't have... 50,000 buddies that feel the same exact way about my team. Uh, Eagles plus four, underdog, Cowboys favored minus four. Uh, Plus 175 is the money line for the Eagles, and the over-under is set at 51.5. Honestly, it could be a shootout. Uh, It could be. Defenses aren't very good. The Eagles haven't scored many points at all yet this season. The Cowboys, we all know Dak Prescott puts up points. Dak Prescott, talk about resurgence. The dude, like, I'm so happy for him. Guy has been playing so damn well. And and finally, for fuck's sake, thank you. Um, 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 what's what's the heck goes? Mike, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Finally, you Zeke. Because in my other league, the league I have Saquon in, I also drafted Zeke, and I finally got back on track because they said, you know what, Zeke, you are that guy. Tony Tony Pollard is not that guy. No. Zeke is. Please feed Zeke. It's all I'm asking for my fantasy football sake. So are you going? No, I'm riding the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I've done it two weeks in a row now. I was happy with the last week because I knew the Chargers would lose it somehow, and I think the Cowboys are going to win this game again somehow. I'm going with the Cowboys because everybody knows I have zero faith in the Eagles and Nick Sirianni this year. Zero faith. Um, so that's going to be this week's NFL pick. Be sure to vote in the polls. I'm putting them out before the video drops on YouTube so you guys can see what the games are and what the matchups are. This will be tweeted out Thursday at FEOTB pod. And uh, be sure to. We'll have the my bookie lines as well yep. on, on in the tweets too. So you'll be able to look at that. Yep. Here we go. Let's uh, transition now to our segments. Our segments. Pre- and we, we got in a couple new ones, but we're going to start off with one that we know and love. What's Brewing presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go I'll go first, first okay. because we haven't talked about this in a while. We had the PLL championship this oh, weekend. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Chaos. Finally took down the Whip Snakes. Whip Snakes were looking for a three-peat, one of the hardest things to do in sports. And Rick Riordan, who is the goalie, oh I'm fucking stud. The dude the dude won the MVP trophy. He he put up he had a 75% save percentage, which is very good in lacrosse. I know it doesn't sound very good, but it is very good. And the dude just played absolutely balls out. The chaos was a six seed. They came in and just 
were dogs. They, they were, they the were just riding their hot hand. Like we were the, talking about earlier. They riding their hot hand, and they said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to play hard. And the chaos, like, it, it, I, I'm probably going to get a championship shirt, even though I'm not a chaos fan. But it was, it was it, they're pretty sick. And the – like I said, I watched a little bit of it. It was a good, it was a good mixture because when the Broncos game was at halftime, that was the ending of the PLL championship game. So I was like, you know what? Let's throw the other game on. I got to watch the end of it. It worked out. Shout out Paul Rabel and congrats on retirement oh and a great career. Figure out something with the TV scheduling because if your championship is in week, your championship can be in week two of the NFL season if you want half the people to watch it. They did a great job all summer because there was nothing on weekends to watch usually outside of UFC. Great job at it. Yeah, but but you could have done a little bit better. Put maybe, it on a Friday night. Move it, move, move it up a week. Put it two on weeks. a Thursday. Yeah, just two weeks. Preseason. You could have kept it on a Sunday, but just move it up a couple weeks. Yeah. If you did it during a preseason game, I mean, look, there was they 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 came out with the final numbers. There was. 15,000 people in the stands. So that's great, but the viewership probably was down because it was on Sunday of the NFL. So that that's tough. The NBA can't compete with the NFL yeah, regular like, season. So <laughs> especially when it's on Peacock too. I love yeah. and Peacock's NBC smart partner NBC partner too. So I mean, look, it was a great season. I'm happy like Paul Rabel, I, I said this when he retired, he's done more for the sport than anyone has done in said sport, honestly, when I think about it. The game of the cross from where Paul Rabel first started the game to where it is now is far and away so much better. And since I've been playing it for so long, Rabel, he's only just begun. Because mm-hmm. he is playing, he's no longer he's he, he was Jackie Moon. He he was Jackie Moon. He was a player that was the stud, and now he went to the NBA, and now he's just the general manager as well. He's just the general manager. Do you think he paid Lyle Thompson with the giant check? Yeah. Just like, the- I, no, can you just give me like a regular size? Yeah, just check? A regular size. No, Paul. No, no, come on. They, just go to a different bank. It's your bank. So shout out Paul Rabel. Like I said, probably I, I would argue and say the goat. Of, of, of lacrosse thus far Lyle Thompson will probably get to that point but he's the go in retirement and shout out to Chaos for winning the PLL he's similar to me like a Muhammad Ali to where he did so much outside of him playing he was a good player and Muhammad Ali great fantastic boxer um, but the social impact and the impact that you have on pop growing culture, the sport to yeah. where it is is just it's, it's all on Paul Rabel well, that's a good – maybe I should have started because mine's not quite as upbeat. Uh, unfortunately, I saw this scrolling. I, my what's brewing is normally come from TMZ Sports just because I want to find something weird and random. Uh, you remember Jason Mayhem Miller? No, I do not. No? He's a UFC guy. I know yeah, that. he was a UFC guy. He was a middleweight. He was a coach on The Ultimate Fighter. can't remember who uh, – can't remember who he was fighting yeah, or coaching was against. Fighting he was also – he was the host of one of my favorite MTV shows of all time, Bully Beatdown. Uh, where you just take the worst people and put them in the cage with... That's where I first saw Tyron Woodley. I saw Tyron Woodley beat the shit out of some country boy who was bullying that's some right. high school. That's right. Yeah. He was on that show. So that's where Jason Mayhem Miller is from. He is... Uh, what the hell did he do to get himself in the news is my question. <laughs> you can probably guess it's not pleasant. Um, he was charged with, he was arrested for felon, felony domestic violence against his girlfriend and oh, resisting God. arrest by locking himself in the bathroom when the police did show up. Uh, and knowing his history, if you do know his history, you then know that this is not just a normal domestic violence trial. If he is convicted of this, he has enough violent priors on his record that it will most likely, I mean, we haven't really seen anything from him over the past years he's been dealing with addictions and mental health issues really tragic he was like on the precipice he was almost a title fight yeah if he he would he was the he was the biggest personality he's kind of like um who's the british guy 
that this big? No, 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 no. The recent one that was supposed Patty? to be the next big. No, the one that was at 170 went up to 185 oh, because he couldn't make Darren weight. Till. Darren Till. Yeah. He kind of like Darren Till, where he was getting there, and if he would have just yeah. won, he was already one of the biggest personalities in the sport. If he would have just won, oh, he's also in. Um, What's the Kevin James movie where he does oh, MMA? Here comes the boom. Here comes the yeah. boom. He's the guy with the green hair that he pukes on after he knocks him oh, out. That's right. I do remember but that now. Unfortunately, uh, he's going to be on trial for this weekend, and it's truly a trial for his oh, life. It's, it, tough, it's yeah. a tough situation. So, um, yeah, next time I'm just, if well, I have one well, of those. I'll, let, I'll say, if mine's positive, I'll say, yeah. I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, that's what's brewing. And now we get to uh, Splinters on the Pine. Splinters on the Pine. Mine, I mentioned it already, so I'm just going to go quick. It's the fans being back in the stadium. I can't pick my games correctly. I can't pick my betting lines correctly. I I know football. Trust me. I know I know football. I'm coaching football right now. I don't know. That's my excuse. I don't you know, really don't know anymore anymore. Like what's going on? Um, like betting wise, it's it was so much easier last year. I yes. think I think Vegas is happier. There's fans around. My bookie's definitely happier because they take all my money now. So um, my 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 uh, splinters all the time. I forgot to talk about this last week. One hundred percent. I came out. I came out with two different ones for the for the for the segments this week. The Djokovic goat debate is probably dead. I don't. I, I I think Roger Federer is a goddamn legend. But Djokovic had a chance. It was also on the U.S. They also fucked up with the U.S. Open. It was on the first Sunday of NFL football, so no one cared about Djokovic in the final when the guy was going for one of the one of the greatest. Like uh, didn't um, even know tennis existed on Sunday. I know, and and the fact that Djokovic was going for the career or the the seasonal Grand Slam, which means all four majors in one year, and. A guy still like like he like Medvedev balled out, but Djokovic was on the cusp of greatness. And look, he he will be the leader of all time with Grand Slam or with Grand Slams, and or not Grand Slams, excuse me, uh, major major championships. But I'm still Roger, and the fact that he there's not as much competition as it was when Nadal and Roger were going against one another. That's the goats to me, and. Djokovic is just playing good because he doesn't have good competition. When Medvedev finally came ashore, that's that's when things changed. So Djokovic go debate, I think it's dead because I'm still riding with my Roger because I love Roger, but who knows? All right, that was Splinters on the Pine, and now we get to introduce our not necessarily new segment, rebranded segment. Rebrand, yep. What's in my book? Presented by our new sponsor, mybookie.ag. Be sure to go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code Benchwarmer. We mentioned their Survivor Series, $50,000 on the line. All you got to do is pick one winner. All you got to do is pick one. Six, 17, 16 games a weekend. Got to just win one. Just win one. And you're automatically entered to win $50,000. All of the betting lines that we have in this segment come straight from mybookie.ag. Guaranteed, I promise you that I will be betting on every single one yes. too. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I actually, since now we have a partner or a sponsor, I'm probably gonna have to start putting some money. I'll I'll commit to one. I'll put money on one betting line per week. Um, that's that's my promise to everybody. But now, let's let's go ahead. And let's get into what this segment is gonna be. I'll start with the first one. There is a very 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 good UFC card this weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely underrated. First of all, if you're a UFC fan in general at all, you definitely watched the Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate Fighter was great this year. Ortega and Volkanovski. Volkanovski looks like an absolute stud. I'm staying away from that line, though. Um, I'm going with the, the fight that everyone's waiting for. Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz. The fight 
the rematch. The rematch. I think it's 15 years in yep. the making. That was uh, Nick Diaz's, or that, that was Robbie Lawler's, like one of his first, first fights, fights in the yeah. UFC. So Robbie Lawler right now is minus 110 on my bookie. Um, right now they have Nick Diaz at minus 120, which I think is very interesting. I, I'm going to rev Robbie because Nick Diaz is... He's coming back. He's he coming back. fought in six years. He's been fought in a long time. And Robbie Lawler is that dude, man. Yeah, Robbie. I, look, everyone loves – like if you're a UFC fan or MMA fan in general, you know of the Robbie Lawler Roy McDonald fight. That That's still my favorite fight I've ever watched. Actually, probably not watched. But like you, you, we all know that very well. I think that's the best fight I've ever and, seen. And Robbie Lawler minus 110, that is way too good. Honestly, I think the odds might change by, by Saturday night. And the fact that – they they like Nick Diaz that much. Hammer Robbie. Yeah, though Robbie's. I think that's a good pick for this weekend. I didn't realize they were on that card. I didn't realize that it was Nick Diaz's return weekend. So might actually have to put that on Saturday night. Next, uh, my first line. I have Notre Dame plus five and a half. Um, and, and they were that plus five and a half is minus one hundred five odds against Wisconsin. They they've been playing well. What's interesting against Wisconsin? Plus five and a half. Yeah, I know that's, that's what I'm really saying. And they're yeah. ranked twelfth in the country, so they're the underdog. Plus five and a half. And Jack Cohn's settled in very nicely on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and now he's going back to the college that decided to start a freshman over him after he was coming off of his injury in Wisconsin. Jack Cohn is a little revenge game. Yeah, it's a revenge like. game, and Jack Cohn is a much better quarterback than Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz yeah. is a good athlete, maybe a good football player, maybe a better football player, but when it comes to quarterback play, Jack Cohn is a guy I would want in this game. That is one of the probably one of the most sleeped on games this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very good game. No doubt about that. I just can't believe the disrespect Notre Dame is getting being undefeated and Coming ranked from you in the too, especially. No, I know. I get it. I get it. But Wisconsin. Five and a half, that is really disrespectful. Wisconsin's not looked great this year, and Notre Dame's actually looked like they can win a few games. So that's true. That's my first line. What do you got for the, my for the second one? one coming from UFC again as well? Shevchenko and and Lauren Murphy is the co-main event hmm. to Volk and or, or or Volk and Ortega. And first of all, Shevchenko is like a minus six fifty favorite. Don't hammer that because you're not going to get your money there. Hammer this. Shevchenko versus Murphy under two and a half rounds. No chance in hell. Look, Lauren Murphy is a good fight. There's no chance in hell she gets past two and a half rounds against Shevchenko. I saw him at minus 115. I saw that. I threw 30 bucks right away. Like that, That's one of those lines where you don't even hesitate. You look at you, hammer, don't take my money. I'm winning that shit back real easily. That's the line you have to hit this week. I got a fighting line for my next one, but it's boxing. It's not MMA. We're back to real boxing. Real boxing. This just in. We're back to real boxing. No more Paul Brothers. Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk. This is his mandate. This this weekend? This weekend, yep. No, you're thinking of the Deontay Wilder, Uh, Tyson Fury fight. That's That's in two weeks. But this is the Anthony Joshua's the other title holder, um, and it's a WBC title that they're trying to unify, but – Tyson Deontay Wilder's a sore loser, so yeah, sure. I'll get into that because I'm definitely going to have that on my lines that week. But uh, Anthony Joshua is a huge favorite on my bookie. Under nine and a half rounds, though, plus one fifteen. Interesting. And Anthony Joshua has some power. He has he's knockout a knockout power. guy. He looks like a Greek god for a reason. Yes, yes, he's a very strong individual, and he's been fighting like a surgeon. Early in his career, he would get tagged and he would get put himself in trouble on his own. Now he's fighting very smart, and he's getting himself in the very good situation. So I like Anthony Joshua to finish Alexander Usyk in under nine and a half rounds. That's not a bad one. Not a bad one at all. All right, my last one I have before we get into the new segment, I'm going to introduce you here in a minute. I have Colorado plus 
plus 14 and a half versus ASU. Look, I know they looked bad against Minnesota. ASU is a game where I think CU can still win it. Minus 110, those are really good odds. Mm-hmm. I don't think ASU is 15 points better than Colorado. No, no, no shot. If, at most, they'll win by 10, but yeah. it's not going to be 14 or 15, no whatever chance. whatever the, the that's a good line. Uh, my last one I found, my boogie has right now, the Cardinals to win the NFC West at plus 400. That's interesting. That's third best odds out of the division. I think San Francisco, or it might be Los Angeles, then San Francisco and then Seattle Arizona. Seattle the worst? Yeah. That's interesting. That's yep. actually very interesting. Wow, I did not... That 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 blew my, that blows my mind. Well, there you go. Be sure to check out mybookie.ag, and if you uh, are betting on this, use our promo code when you put in your first deposit bench warmer, and you'll double your money and be automatically entered to be in that fifty thousand dollars survivor contest. Uh, but mybookie.ag once again is that um, URL code. And now Nico mentioned it. It's our new segment time. We're about to ride the slope. It's time to ride the slope, baby. So for all those watchers out there, you see I got my ski goggles on. It's gonna be very difficult for me to read this, but here we go. I'm gonna try to read it. This I'm gonna. I'm gonna so obviously, all these lines are gonna be on my bookie. It's the ride the slope parlay of the week, where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pick three sporting events of the week, and I'm saying hammer all of them. I'm gonna give you a absolutely hammer, easy green, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a medium blue. For you skiers out there, snowboards, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you a difficult, maybe some weeks, maybe most difficult, double black diamond. But we're going to have the black diamond here. All right. First one, green. We have Cowboys minus four at minus 110. I think that's a very good lock. Like I said, Cowboys have played very, very well. That's a line that you take in general, but you might as well try to parlay it with another one. Yeah. Second one we have, medium medium difficulty. I have Broncos, Jets over 41 and a half. Minus 110. Interesting line here. But with the Broncos, like I said, I think this offense can put up points. 41 and, 41 and a half is interesting. You got to think, okay, Broncos score 30 points. I need the Jets to score 11. I think that's doable. Or, like, I, I, it's tough. It's going to be tough to they get there. They scored six points that's last why, week. That's why it's the medium level, Jimmy. Okay. It's not the green level. <laughs> okay. And then they, the, I'm just saying they scored six points last week. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should have switched the medium and hard because they're about similar. <laughs> hard level, black diamond, we got Texans plus seven and a half versus the Panthers. I don't care if it's Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor. The Texans look for real because I'm hammering Phil Lindsay. So we're riding the parlay. Cowboys minus four, minus 110. We're taking Broncos and Jets over 41 and a half points, minus 110. And we're taking the Texans plus seven and a half against the Panthers. All put together, plus 500. That, that, what, you know what that means, Jimmy? $10 wins you? 5000 no, 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 no. It's $50, I think. Yeah, plus 500? Yeah, plus 500. $100. Pl- uh, pl- oh, okay. Plus 100 wins yeah. you 10 Plus 500 wins you $50. $10 wins you $50. That's a very, very good odd. It's 10 o'clock on a Monday. I yeah. didn't think I'd have to be doing math. I can't see very well through my ski goggles anyways right now, but, yeah, I'm hammering <laughs> the fuck out of that. That's my ride the slope. I'm going to hammer that every single week. Um, this is my first ride the slope. Um, my, I obviously, presented by my book. Yep. That's where I get all my lines. MyBookie.ag. Promo code Benchwarmer. We're hammering all that this week. There we go. Uh, that's Ride the Slope. We'll be doing that each week. Now, play of the week. We're about to wrap things up. Episode 58. This one, it's long. It's it's, a very there's long. a lot in it, but a it's good. It. It's all good. Uh, play of the week. My play of the week, Louisville and UCF. They had the Thursday night game, I believe. Maybe yeah. the Friday night game. Uh, they were tied with 20 or so seconds left in the game. Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback for UCF, looks to his left, throws a pass, and it's intercepted. By Jalen Alderman, and yeah, Alderman. Not only that, he takes it back to the house, scores the game-winning touchdown 
with only 13 seconds left on the clock. Pick six, walk basically off, walk pick off up, pick, pick six, six against good. UCF. This was a great that. game. It, it was. I thought it would be a game like it was, 35-35 with 20 seconds left, and the game ended 42-35 wow, with 13 seconds. Yeah, it's it was a hell of a game. It was a great play. Shout out Jalen Alderman for winning your your team that game. Louisville, look, don't look past Louisville now. They're two and one yeah, home in of, the ACC. Home of Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, home of Teddy, home two, of Teddy and, two Gloves. And uh, this guy, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we we, we only know Teddy Two you Gloves could, around here. You might know him. Uh, Teddy Bears is probably the better one from them. Either way, my play of the week, I'm going to go something that hits home a little bit for you and I. A little bit different here. Uh-oh. High school football. Oh. We have one of the wildest comebacks ever. Bishop Gorman obviously playing Hamilton High School, which is in Phoenix. Has a there's a quarterback by the name of Nico Markiel, who we both know, and we played with his older brother, played football with him. They came back from 18 points in 53 seconds. Yes, you heard that right. 53 seconds. Converted two onside two kicks. Two onside kicks, field goal, onside kick, touchdown. Onside kick, touchdown, go for two. That's my play of the week. The go for two. Nico Markill running in um, from the two-yard line, two-point conversion. It, it was funny because the meme on Twitter is that he threw up on the ball. He did. He did throw up on he the did. ball. Yeah, it, I saw the it, on the touchdown pass. On the he, touchdown pass, yeah, he, he threw up on the ball. Caught the shotgun snap. He was looking, and as he was looking, it, the guy that I, I follow this guy on TikTok, and he was going over it, he slowed it down enough. It, if you've seen the replacements, it looks like Clifford Franklin just straight out of the back. And then looks, throws a slant touchdown. Honestly, that's kind of baller. No, look. I don't know what else you could really I think, say about that. That's a lot of. Uh, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of juice. I'll tell you that's that. That's a, a but lot but of also juice. if 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 for everyone anyone that watched the game, the guy that ran on the field and was hugging him was our little league football coach. Yeah, yeah. Just for just for reference. That picture but, of him because he's posted it all over his story. The guy that's on top of him in the back of the end zone. That's the his dad. I don't, and our I don't know how coach. coach Ken got on the field. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we probably do know. But. We shouldn't. We we know enough not to question that's his true. methods. That's true. We just right. accept that he's there. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's that, a, that is like against Bishop Gorman too. One, yeah, like one of the top that is programs. the high school, especially just regular high school. I know IMG is probably the and best. Modern day too. And yeah, modern those, day, yeah. but like high school football wise, Bishop Gorman. Uh, by the way, you know who's an alumni of Bishop Gorman? Tate Martell. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Tate Bridgewater. Fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, oh, we all over to Tate too. Snoop's, Snoop's son played a. Uh, Season oh, for right. him. I thought he, oh, that's right. I do remember that. Now. Yeah. Before he went up, I think, to UCLA or something. Uh, player of the week now. And we can wrap this thing up. Player of the week. Mine is Jake Hayner. I talked about the Fresno State win over UCLA. Jake Hayner is a quarterback for Fresno State. Let me just let, – let's just say this. They're driving down. They need a touchdown to go back ahead. They were winning for most of the game. UCLA was able to come back and, and take the lead. Final three minutes of the game, Jake Hayner gets sacked, and he's hurt. I can barely get up off the field. It came out later that he had something really messed up with his hit pointer. It was incredible. He was able to throw the ball. Next play, he gets up after he was sacked, throws a 19-yard dart, corner of the end zone, wins the game. I think that's the first time or one of the first wins in recent history for Fresno over a Power 5 team. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you here because I did see a stat about this. They beat UCLA back in 2019. 
Oh, and, so it's UCLA. Yeah, That's it's what UCLA. It is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but UCLA was ro- riding high off the win over LSU. I thought that the Bruins were gonna. I, I thought they were a legit I team. Think, yeah, we all thought I think they, they are a legit team. Here's the thing: Fresno played Oregon very close. Yeah. Fresno also has beaten another Power Five team. I think this is the best Fresno team that we've seen in a couple since Derek couple Carr years. Was there. Yeah, legit. So. Jake Hayner gets my nod for player of the week, 19-yard touchdown uh, to win the game and 400 yards yeah, on the game. I mean, I think Derek Carr said it on his post or pregame interview or post, post-game interview after the Raiders. He was like, how about them Fresno State Bulldogs? Probably, honestly, could argue best team in California. Yeah, could. could. Could argue. USC sucks. UCLA, obviously, they beat them. Could argue. But my player of the week, man, this man gave me the best performance in fantasy football history for myself. I put up in a normal league, 10-team league, normal standards with two receivers, two running backs, flex, tight end, all that. Normal league. I put up 216 because of this man, the man, the myth, King Henry. 182 rushing yards, 55 receiving yards, three touchdowns, and a comeback win. That is good hard-nosed football. That's 50 points in the book. On my fantasy football team, on tool, or actually on one of them, because I didn't draft him in league because I was stupid, but in one of my leagues, and that's what I love to see from Derrick Henry. People slept on the, on the boy, King Henry, and now he's back. Gotta love it. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of The Far End of the Bench, episode 58. Uh, like we said, be sure to check out mybookie.ag. We're super proud and super excited to be sponsored by them. Uh, it's Probably the biggest move that we've made as a podcast oh, in easily, our yeah. short time that we've been doing this thing. Be sure to follow us on our social medias at FEOTB pod in our link tree. We'll have our links to all the direct uh, partnerships and our pages and everything like that. We have our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that far end of the bench. That's been growing pretty well. You guys have been liking the new uh, visual content. Hopefully you guys like this one because we change things up, have a little bit different of a look. Um, and other than that, be sure to check out our YouTube videos coming out later in the week. Uh, like if you follow us on social media, you're going to get plenty uh, of tweets, especially during the weekends because college football and NFL football are back and we don't get off Twitter we when, really when that happens. We just, we, we, we both have a soul. We don't want, it's not soul custody. It's both of our kids. It's a joint child. It's a joint yeah. child. So we tweet whenever, like, so you may see tweets, long ass tweets, one minute apart. Just know. If it's a Bengals tweet, it's Jimmy. It's a Broncos tweet, it's me. Yeah. Just know we our thumbs don't work that fast. But True. But sometimes, like I legit looked at Twitter one day and I was like, "Fuck, we both just tweeted at the same time." Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it does happen. But no, that's be sure to follow us. Be sure to continue to listen to the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends to, da- to go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Bench. Ride the slope this week. Hammer my parlay, man. Like Ride. I said, I'm, I'm going to be hammering it. Yeah. Ride that slope. I'll be betting on my bookie this weekend. And hopefully you guys all enjoy all the sports coming up. And have a good rest of your week. We will see you guys. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant. This we'll is the blues I'm playing. Peace. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar belt was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pictures and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be.